0: All right. If it's too quiet, just tell me and I'll move Pinky it
1: out. Pinky out when you drink your oh, wine. Sorry.
2: Yeah. What kind of wine are we drinking?
0: This is right. pre, pre-lobby show. Cab off, I think.
2: Who cares? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> Do we actually care? Uh, welcome, officially, to the What's It Like podcast with Tanner Gamble. Today, I'm putting on a little bit of a show, apparently. This is not my usual intro, but we don't have a usual intro. We've got three unique intros so far. <laughs> uh today i am here with riley bennett and Coulter Devries. uh kind of got him on last minute Coulter, especially last minute
0: i think 40 minutes ago
2: 40 minutes this. but he's a podcast veteran so we're gonna see we're gonna see some shining uh this ain't my first rodeo <laughs> and his voice does have that nice podcast rap. he's not nice, lying yeah. i'm
0: already jealous yeah <laughs> the
2: midnight dj voice we don't have steph on because she steals the show and if steph and Coulter were on it would literally be called what's it like with Stephanie and Coulter and Tanner and Riley would be interviewed. So you, you, you don't need get to, to talk in... over each other on podcasting. That's the nice part. That's... One at a time. Is this true? It, is, is that supposed to be how it is? That I, rule? I don't
1: know. That's just what we do. I guess we're more informational. We're not, we're not shooting the shit.
2: We're a little bit of shoot shit, entertain, educate. And if there's another word that starts with E energetic, Energized. Uh, energ- energized. Energizer Bunny. Sponsored. Thank you for sponsoring us, Energizer Bunny. Uh, Let's get into it. Last episode, two episodes ago, we said we were going to give away a VR. We did not. We saved it for episode two. We finally gave it away. VR, Oculus Quest 2 with Golf Plus. You gave away a headset thing? Yep. We're, we're nerdy, too, in this podcast. So... But it's based on competition. Apparently so we should have been here last all Are all, are all Gen
1: Zers listening to your show or what? We don't know.
2: At least there's one or two, hopefully. We provide value. Uh, we gave it away. Devin Dahl out of Drummond, Montana. Shout out Dahl Wholesale. He won it. Random draw.
0: Of like two people? or Nine.
2: <laughs> Nine. Good odds. Steph says 11, but I'm pretty sure it was know 9. All that out of Drummond, huh? Out of Drummond, Montana, a lot of good people in Drummond, very good. And they know them all. Oh, well, for sure. A little class C town, the dolls know them all. If Devin, if you're watching right now, I hope you got the VR headset on or Mahomes in the background. Anyways, Devin knows the rules and this is going to be kind of a thing that maybe gets talked about every podcast, which is. There is a little bit of a competition involved with this VR and golf plus. And if Devin doesn't beat our friend, Cody, who was on episode 0.5, he has to give the VR headset to somebody else. So it's kind of like king of the VR headset. Of this game called golf plus.
1: So there's pressure to him listening.
2: Massive pressure. You're on like people are gonna know if he gets to keep it, we'll find out next episode. If he gets to keep it, that means he beat Cody and Cody's good (laughs) (laughs) Like golf. Okay, anyways, more into this.
0: Episode 0.5 so
2: this is not episode three. Well, this is technically episode three point okay. five. If you want to go into that, oh, I see. Mm-hmm. Technically, because Steph and Cody were on the first episodes, and it was literally the "What's It Like" podcast with Stephanie, and then Tanner and Cody were in the audience, and really it was just <laughs> Steph and Cody. They are really good. I'm
1: just on here. So what? What does he got to do on this headset to win it? He he already won it. All yeah. we did was a golf inside. Of what it?
2: does he have to do to have it take it away? Golf plus is a game and you can literally play top golf in it. It's just as good as top golf in real life. They're haptic feedback controllers. You look around, you're in the top golf simulator. It's can, sweet. Can you attend a chance the rapper concert? I'm sure you can because there's a stage in this golf plus VR. It's sweet. Anyways, I think it's cool. The Competition is pretty real. You can have like four people playing golf at once any hole you want they do cost money eventually nine rounds if he doesn't beat our friend cody in this golf game he has to give up the headset to somebody who interacts with this podcast interesting or maybe you recommend we don't know the exact rules yet we haven't decided those do you remember
1: do you remember when we were kids and the only place to hang out was a bar your local (laughs) small town bar but thank God the bars usually had a pool, a quarter well, pool you, machine. You, and
0: if we're talking golf, we had golden tea.
1: That's right. I was just getting to that. And yeah. they all had a <laughs> golden tea, man. And now, now these Gen Zers are getting headsets. In. Were
2: those for kids? Those were in the bars for kids? Yeah, not it, was adults? Keep,
1: it, was, it was to keep the kids occupied so the parents could drink their beer and have the kids just shut the hell up and Damn. stay out of the adults' conversation. Am I wrong?
0: The pool table was. The for pool, the kids but to call there one. was
1: the arcade. Um, remember, all the bars had like an arcade kind of thing.
0: Harlow didn't have that cool stuff like Robert's. So.
2: Let's dive into this. People don't know Riley Bennett or Colter Devries. <laughs> they might know Coulter Devries. He's out there.
3: I, he's I do some web. advertising. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm on the webs.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Web he, three. He dabbles. Are you in Web three yet? Uh, I'm trying to. Ooh, we can trying get into to. that. Riley Bennett. We were educating him the other day, and I think he's interested in Web three. Riley. We got to do a little introduction. Okay. I could I could do it. I could introduce you. I would do a horrible job. And no justice. Millie, if you're watching this, or when you watch this later, yeah, she'll I don't know later. you either, of course, but I only know Riley so much. So if he says any incriminating things about himself that you didn't know in this intro, I'm sorry.
0: That's what he'll do. Yes. <laughs> That's what I'm here We're for. We're
2: gonna hear actually Riley. Would you introduce Coulter to me actually? Ooh. <laughs> then I get to introduce
1: him. Yep.
0: Yes. Sure. Yeah. Yep. So, this is my friend, Coulter DeVries. Uh, we've been friends since 2006. Correct. <laughs> um, Coulter knew- Enemies before that. Yeah, probably. I don't, <laughs> I don't think I knew you were before that. You, you knew Calvin Reichelt from uh, Boise State, State when you yeah. came to Bozeman. Yeah, I had and...
1: political ambitions when I was a young man.
0: <laughs> and I don't think Boise State, or is that where you went first? Correct. I don't think Boise State went swimmingly freshman year for you or
1: yeah my freshman year at boise state it was it was memorable,
0: memorable. <laughs> so did you come the second semester to bozeman To Bozeman? yes Okay, oh, right. that's when i met that's what my six. Oh six. Second semester he was a veteran i guess it time. would have been spring of oh seven yeah. yeah yeah and uh we ran the same circles in bozeman all through college and i think when colter and i really became good friends was one when, when you were in Australia. Yeah. And I was in New Zealand in. Two
1: thousand and eight. Nine.
2: Nine. <laughs> Ballpark. Yeah. Two
0: thousand and nine. Yeah. And friends ever since.
2: Give us a little like if if <clears throat> entrepreneurship and business and, and life was a roster, introduce them. Give us a little background <laughs> my, of them. my resume. Yep. Oh, sure. From your first <laughs> first off, he didn't
1: he didn't mention that we're doing this we're doing this. Podcast tandem, we met. This sounds like a homosexual love story. Kind of does. But so,
0: <laughs> so it, can we. It would actually be better if we like we're doing a podcast as a team. Maybe like stepbrothers. Like we're going to interview as a team. Let's go. Yeah, yeah because <laughs> we start we were
1: at a house party, um, underage of course, in Bozeman, and and somebody one of the housemates, flats, whatever person who rents and lives there, um, he he had like a 1982 honda 150. Oh, that was God just I a piece that. of shit that i don't even know if he could start and True. so riley and i were like well let's just fucking roll our sleeves up and let's go see if we can get this baby started and and yeah. we did and uh then we rode tandem
0: harry like, and what, lloyd style harry and just, lloyd
1: style kind of like, like that is where our friendship here. started You're
0: yes right. yeah. yeah kayla newville's apartment yes with calvin and we, we have drew, a south like, fix yeah you yeah,
1: we might have even took turns driving because it was pretty awkward holding on to some guy
2: you just met it does sound kind of like a love story uh <laughs> not to interrupt too much but millie joe we're not going to say her last name but starts with a b <laughs> it says somebody's a russian spy here so we're already getting a little political which is fun. <laughs> but which one it She's is keeping it current it is
0: uh probably not ideal with What's going on in the world today that she chose that to put on on your podcast right now? You know, it's okay,
2: but but what if it's true? We got to be a little bit skeptical. So which one is she saying? Then it
0: might be Is it you
2: or Coulter?
0: She's referring to her husband, me. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you,
1: Millie.
2: (laughs) I'm questionable about Coulter. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let's keep this uh, stepbrother's introduction flowing i sorry for the interruption but thank you
0: millie so i need to like take a step back and talk a little bit about where coulter grew up and all his adventures since then nope no roster not all of them highlight reel he's
2: being inducted to the hall of fame of life and your presidential medal of honor yep and but he might not get it so you better just (laughs) throw in the best of the best gotcha so
0: he's, he's gonna do the same to you okay so after it feels like I need to talk like an announcer. If it's for that's fine, you're in character. You actually don't have to be Riley
2: Bennett, DAC. You can just be Riley Bennett. Gotcha.
0: Uh, Coulter finished college uh, right after I did.
1: Yeah, what? I was on the what, six year plan or something. Yeah, I was on the six year plan. Okay. Yeah. yeah,
0: he had a brief stint in Missoula where he tried to be a Grizz for a little bit. And we all disowned him for a little bit. But it was I,
1: was. I was excommunicated from you guys.
0: <laughs> it was a necessary route on his path through school. Got through that. Um, after, well, there's a little gap there, though. When I was gone, like when you would have come down to San Diego, when we were talking about with, with Chance, i not really sure what Coulter did right out of school immediately. Was that, did you go to work for the bank right, at, right out of college? Pretty close. I, I tried to
1: make it in Arizona and Phoenix,
0: and that was That's right. miserable. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Were you over there when your parents came down to San Diego? Did
1: you? I'm not sure.
0: You remember, uh, you yeah. remember the trip? Or... Somewhat.
1: <laughs> Highlight. when when we, Highlight, really. when we
0: cleaned out a yeah a storage unit. Yeah, somebody. We were going storage unit random picking. Shit at,
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. In San Diego. And got to take a boxing ring home to the ranch
1: uh we didn't get that i got i got some like african tribal shit and didn't you make it out with the the black dildo (laughs) (laughs) spy (laughs) russian
0: spy spy. millie
2: (laughs) if this is true
1: so so,
0: i can't see the screen anymore that was in there though though. nate Nate, it's all good got a little echo oh yeah fixed thank you thank you thank you
2: that probably eight, needs to be there eight. for the camera, real quick. What's that?
0: That needs to be there for the camera, I assume.
2: No, no, no. We can pull up anything if we need to show the boxing ring. If we need to show Riley <laughs> Bennett in high school, college, <laughs> no, Coulter in no. so, San Diego. Uh, hating uh, it. Let
0: me keep going with Coulter's Coulter's uh, resume here. So he thanks Grandma went to. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> shouldn't have told you that before. Millie, he's doing it. Highlight <laughs> <ain't> reel. <laughs> Brief stint in Arizona, like you said. I remember going and having lunch with you in Phoenix. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I just remembered that when you said that. We went to Phoenix for lunch, and I remember thinking it was a it was a weekend. That's what it was. We went somewhere downtown in like the mm-hmm. yeah the business
1: district, yeah, CBD. It
0: was like the apocalypse that happened in <laughs> Phoenix. That that part of Phoenix was yeah. just yeah. B- so business.
1: if you have any listeners in Phoenix, uh, they have their CBD is surprisingly dead on the weekends and you'd think for a city that huge their central business district would just have bars and thank you for that thank you for that actually (laughs) i was thinking like
2: cbd i was thinking oh it's probably got high
0: thc okay oh yeah it's it's
2: it's apocalyptic
1: it's It's, so dead
0: yeah there's all kinds of cool buildings i mean you can tell it's a bustling place during the week but it was pathetic when i went to see him on a saturday
2: but you went nonetheless, oh, yeah. with the expectations of seeing some some devils and having a good time. You didn't go to Havasu; you just went to Phoenix. It was. I know okay. they're pretty far away from each other.
0: <laughs> I was working too much. You today. you were living
2: in an RV, looking to get out and do.
1: Anything. Yeah,
0: exactly. So I was in, working quick, in California at the time. Quick drive over from Southern California. What's yeah. a real
2: interjection of the stepbrother sort? What's Riley doing like at that exact moment in life? Just for
1: He was uh, working for. One of the wind companies i want to say in energy was it
0: no Where? but you keep going
1: but, uh, <laughs> and he was living was. in an rv um going around the nation building wind farms living an in an RV. wow sweet In okay, a van that, down by
0: the river
2: yeah and you. You got, you got so and we'd
1: also met in uh, uh stillwater oklahoma when oh. i went down for mm. uh
0: I forgot about that went too. to
1: tulsa and uh, Stillwater. That would for, have been after this yeah, like but you're later. on a wind farm in like Kansas, Oklahoma. He, in Oklahoma.
2: Does he drive the motorhome or RV there, or does he fly? Fifth wheel. Fifth wheel. Does he? Yeah. It was nice. Does he drive it to nice Oklahoma when he
4: does that? Or? They moved it for me. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And Target. then, and then, uh started. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. See
0: the tangents we talked about. <laughs> like two old man. Tangents,
2: tangents are good, but like this intro, in right. my mind for this day. it's so going to be the whole, it's going to be the whole
0: episode by <laughs> yep. the time we get to this i probably
2: i gotta keep pace but it's like i like these tangents too is it's there
1: like, anything we're supposed to get to no. like
2: nope but the introduction <laughs> probably should be just like the highlight reel so i don't know if you're a, yeah. an yeah. nfl fan right. or anything like that All right. but if you're his watching the highlight, highlight
0: reel Odell what's home, on the back of his card push. was Coulter worked for was that wells fargo when you're down there too yeah wells fargo in arizona moved home worked for wells fargo in billings yes year ish two hated it hated it hated every single bit of it had to get out Had to find something else to do dove into his true entrepreneurial spirit and you gotta you gotta help me out here with the timeline on when you started the waigu beef sticks versus help me out yeah on. that was gosh um it wasn't immediately afterwards
1: no i i i thought i was gonna get rich in the cattle business
0: yeah you're going to convert the ranch right yeah and
1: uh convert it to holistic and regenerative this was i don't know seven years ago plus so
2: actually
0: we only you know, made it to
2: seven eight, years ago with the highlight reel
0: yeah that's eight far. <laughs> off on another tangent like, sorry dude. This, is, this is where this is going we just
1: don't know the context like how much Talk. information do they need
0: no uh,
2: this we're going to millie we're going to we're going to throw this back again we're gonna say highlight reel for the seventh time count them (laughs) count them back but here's i'm not trying to put you on the spot or nothing Mm -hmm. i made the odell beckham reference for highlight reel to Mm -hmm. get you know taken to the nfl he's gonna have like three clips
1: where's 30 where's the letter i
0: wrote for you about a year ago reference that's the highlight reel. reference yes yes it is
2: yes it is in the back of my head (laughs) where's this been this should have been numero uno like (laughs) what okay let's hear that part I'm
1: ready no,
0: no, no, that's for culture to talk about.
2: <laughs> Your stepbrother and him—you wrote it. <laughs>
1: I was getting uh, my Colorado broker license, so I could be licensed in Wyoming, Montana, and Colorado. And they—they uh, they did a background check and saw saw more uh, traffic violations than they were than they approved yeah, of. Traffic
0: violations. That's <laughs> what they were.
1: And you had a right to get them forgiven. <laughs>
3: Vouch yeah, yeah, I, had to, I, I had
1: to write down all my traffic violations and then explain so, what happened with each one of them for the Department of Labor down there. Do so, they get it?
2: They understand? They forgive? They do.
1: They, 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 they see a professional and they're like, no, <laughs> we got to have this guy licensed here.
0: Yep. Yep. It, it worked. <laughs> say that.
2: Yeah. Riley's letter, too. <laughs> but he won't tell us what it includes, <laughs> which is the juice. But it's okay. It's okay. All right. Do you feel comfortable with that? Is he gonna get drafted? Like feel like you did a good job?
0: No, because the whole part after that where he got to to where he's at right now. Okay, which is a sorry. year. Yeah. The letter to
2: now is a year.
0: I thought you said no, there's a no.
1: big year in the real estate market. <laughs> yeah, and that he baby. had a big
0: year, I would say, even before that. <laughs> when was the, I would say when that was that the letter six and a half year mark that you were talking about earlier when you stopped drinking? Yeah, for that sure. Was a pretty pivotal moment for yeah, Coulter, right? Absolutely. Cheers. Made, <laughs> made some decisions. Yeah, yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <man>. No, i <laughs> no, no, cheers for sure. <laughs> Bring the ninja in. Hold her.
1: I'll have my Fiji I'm glad water. you're drinking Fiji
0: water. <laughs> Shout out. Yeah. PG. Um that was a pivotal moment for Coulter because he made some decisions started a family as a beautiful girl now with his wife and i I mean i think that's the biggest highlight reel he's been for sure he's become very successful in his uh, business endeavors but
2: that's not the highlight reel correct because we're going to dive into some of that some of any of those points but but like the that is pretty I'm going to drink this whole bottle of wine doing this to say we do have to have a review of the wine. we got to throw Gary. They bought it at the holiday gas
1: station. I wouldn't be too worried about slamming
2: it. No, no I we're straight. We're, we're fine. <laughs> this one. Albertson shout out sponsored by bread and butter wine. If you want us to review your wine, we will Wednesday nights <laughs> at 6 30
0: PM. It's Thursday. It's
2: Thursday. Yeah, I know next week. We oh, start on Wednesdays. All right. We Great. can not have a podcast and a review show
0: oh the review show's got to be like noted it's all night it's okay though Millie was going to split this with me so I'm going to drink her out
2: good luck how many kids do you have right now
3: more (laughs) on the way (laughs) that was awkward (laughs) he's got two
2: beautiful kids uh when was the note written and then we're going Colter reverse Uno
1: Mm,
0: yeah it was about a year ago. Okay, that's what I said. It was a professional letter.
2: No,
1: note makes us sound even more. The love
2: letter that you guys were already playing on this. We're saying <laughs> Step Brothers, but like this mountain movie comes to mind. Bolter, I... <laughs> 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 Lay it on, Ryan. Lay you know, uh, so there's
1: this, this is a true story. Okay. There, there's this sweet little lady, and this is a true story. I'm just going to repeat that. She was eating at a cafe in Wyoming and uh she's from a rural part and she heard two people in the in the booth behind her talking about brokeback mountain and she's a native wyoming um you know probably probably second or third generation probably rancher down there but she could not stand listening to these two in the in the uh, booth next to her behind her and when she got up to leave she goes and just so you know they were sheep herders not ranchers (laughs)
2: she must love Yellowstone (laughs) that that really did it right I think she passed before
1: Yellowstone thank God oh my yeah that would have put her over the edge
0: for sure (laughs) don't you let that movie's evil be
2: (laughs) (laughs) exactly okay real quick nicknames for each other real quick stepbrother-esque
1: hmm 3 old man two, i think we call him old man 3 falcon two, okay perfect <laughs> exactly and that's not cuz of how he looks it's he's just he's just always just was a, he that guy
2: in college can we hear can we go into a little bit of he was Riley the minutes? moderator
1: he was cool heads prevail yep and uh sleep on it think about it tomorrow come back with a clear head that that's why he was old man
0: Nobody's can, ever called me old man, but I can I can buy in. I can understand. I can understand.
1: He was the great moderator. He should be in Turkey right now with Ukraine <laughs> right here and Russia right here. Could he handle it? Uh, he, everyone walk out of there drinking buddies. This is
2: the start of your political career,
0: mm.
2: Millie. I hope you don't have any dirt we're going to uncover. You think she's tuning in still?
0: I hope so. Okay, we
2: got to hear the highlight reel of Riley. That way, Millie can really hear some Millie Vanilli. Sure. Uh, Millie, Little Wayne. Does she like him?
0: Uh,
2: no. Okay. It's well, <laughs> a good name.
1: Well, yeah. Riley. Riley used to date all of my friends.
2: All of <laughs> <her> friends. <laughs> Millie.
1: <laughs> Millie, I'm sorry.
2: <laughs>
1: so that that's really how I got to know him. Is he just every time I turned around, he was dating a new friend of mine. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, he college was easy for him it was a breeze whereas for me it was just a struggle and i just he was so sensible always and i just couldn't understand how college could be so easy for a person but then after college it's pretty easy to see why because he became very successful as an engineer like i said he put in the time and the work for uh the wind farms traveling all over the country not in venergy not in venergy that is where
0: my mom works latner and there you go nice, nice,
2: we got a yeah. shout out blattner we got some blattner boys yeah probably not watching but no could be watching. i got i got a couple of them nice. the next generation of Blatner.
0: Mm-hmm. but
1: and hey. yeah and he uh you know he worked up quickly and when he was ready to come back we, you were dating millie the whole time right and she was in new orleans nalans
0: new orleans for two years and then back here for two years so yeah she, she did girl, like a lot trip- of beads
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Mardi Gras
0: is awesome. Dated uh, long distance the whole time, right up until we got married. And then it was like old school, moving together. We're married.
2: How soon were kids?
0: Oh, Jared's watching. <laughs> <laughs> Jared.
2: That's all I can do.
1: That must be a Terry name from Jared. You know.
0: You know. Yeah. Nicely done. Give him some eye contact shout out terry shout out terry terriers he- uh, by the way jared it's been a while since we talked to you on me a phone call
2: yep and guess what this might be the oh. way to get a different career path because who wants to build wind farms their whole life <laughs> just kidding Blatter. we <laughs> like it we like it <laughs> that'll cost you 500 bucks yeah. <laughs> by the way by the way that's on that's, invoices the, in the, that's mail. the day rate so we got evening it's plus a couple
1: go ahead yeah, so I think when Riley was ready to move back, he could pretty much uh, write his own terms for the engineering firms that were recruiting him and wanted him. And uh, when you can do that, he's he's been able to create the what I see from, from uh, being proud of my friend and uh, happily watching him and his wife develop. What I see is uh, someone who was able to create the life that they wanted for themselves.
2: And he knew it earlier do you he, think oh yeah is that oh intentional riley right in,
1: super intentional i'm sure he has written it out and he's probably methodically uh, thought about the steps it would take to accomplish a goal so and, uh,
2: him and penny knoll really got along <laughs> shout out penny
0: <laughs> shout out jerry give a shout out to penny Thank yeah you. and
2: i think i think his uh
1: his model is working and uh, i think it's proving that his dedication uh, to his family, to his goals, his vision, um, it's proving itself and he's,
2: he's doing it. That's a highlight reel. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and say, and that's like phase one Way of a highlight. not, <laughs> no, it's good. It's good for both of you. Cause guess what? If you didn't give the best highlight reel, now that we're going to put you on blast, you, your highlight reel looks good.
1: That's just my perspective, though, because you might have a neighbor who you let your dog shit in his yard, and his perspective might be that guy is the biggest piece of shit. We so actually, that's we, why we had to move out of town. We actually don't care about <laughs> that neighbor.
2: Like, we... <laughs> was that for Millie? Is this a true story? No. <laughs> actually, or not.
0: It's, not? it's not a true story. All Steph right. was asking earlier about when we moved out of town. So I was like, I
2: thought you were making eye contact with Millie, being like, inside joke, confirmed. No.
0: Uh, it was really easy decision to move out of town.
2: Perspective on that guy? Do we hypothetically give a shit about it? No, you don't. You don't
1: worry if what your neighbors think. If you're a, you're an entrepreneur, Tanner, you know this. You got to hang your nuts up. I have tendencies. You're gonna get the stones cast. Average sized dice roll sixes though. Well. <laughs> you know that anything that, you, when you put yourself out there, anything you do is going to be criticized. Yes, and I think. um, those who want to live a life with boundaries and say that this is my goal. And it, you know, I might not be the one who's gonna go to the bar with my buddies every Friday and Saturday night. And I might, uh, I might not use as much leverage in my house. You know, I I could be uh, fiscally conservative risk averse debt averse, not live beyond my means to live with that kind of, uh, discipline, I think, Anything you do is like that. You're putting yourself out there and you do it as an entrepreneur every day.
2: Someone's going to have an opinion. It's true. I'm going to be crushed by the first negative thing for this podcast. I'm just going to. Oh, the trolls
0: will come. They will come. (laughs) I actually
2: wonder what the trolls will look like.
0: Especially since you
1: have me on.
2: this (laughs) This is good. Bring the troll. This is fun. This is fun. Actually, if they're guided towards you, I got my own way of dealing with it. If they're guided towards me, maybe I know like virtual Muay Thai. (laughs) <laughs> you're going to be in a battle of virtuosity is
1: what, I, what's going to happen
2: I don't know what that means so maybe I'm going to get trolled <laughs> for that <laughs> like, who's most virtuous? I'm not sure but internet troll I've literally never been trolled in my life and I've been online a lot for a lot of things so maybe somebody comes out of the woodworks and says buddy your voice should be deeper than that <laughs>
3: it's like yeah I tell my, my, my come. wife that all the
1: time <laughs> Steph actually sometimes when you're getting a million daily downloads, it's going to happen. Thank you. They're just not going to like your face.
2: What if Okay, if they what are they going to Let's roast me a little bit. This is my deep voice when I talk to Steph. She hates it. But this is me in character of guy with deep voice. Still a little high pitch.
1: Character or role play.
2: Awkward, sad <laughs> because actually we're gonna find out about the option number two <laughs> in the next episode. I'll tell you how it goes Thursday next week. I'm not sure the date. The 17th, 6 p.m. Uh, virtuous, something. Oh, I virtuosity. It, yeah, yeah. But a contest of
1: virtuosity. Yeah, that's. I mean, the trolls are out to get you, but in they want to destroy you while making themselves look. Uh, they want to look virtuous, but it's a it's uh self-righteousness it's it's a unfounded self-righteousness never in person narcissism it's you it's think it's virtuosity narcissism. this is fun
2: you think it's narcissism
1: oh for sure they, they're trying to also appear and they want people to see this that's why they go online and start these campaigns is they want to be seen as a leader the social justice warrior but they so they want the recognition but they want recognition for being what they deem good. They want to be viewed as uh, I'm helping out the little guy. I'm, I'm sticking up for the downtrodden. I'm big and powerful. So it's my burden to help out the weak. They, they want to seem like they're, uh,
2: they're holy. Do they need hugs? Does that solve this thing? Like they needed hugs. They needed more hugs as children. Does Riley Bennett walk up to him and just like <laughs> literally hug them? And they're like,
3: it should do that huh.
2: he, he could he would do that he's got that big of a heart i'm a hugger does that fix a guy that's a troll or gal i don't know if there's female trolls because we're gender neutral with our gamer tags
1: no it doesn't it doesn't fix them but it <clears> excuse me probably just
2: let it into the it, this thing filters it all right Nate? Pop, 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 pop. <laughs> we got these auto filters <laughs> oh actually you can just plug it it works great uh, gender neutral, trolls.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, those
2: two. Yep. yep. That, uh, could Am- be, could ambiguously be f- gendered. Yes. But don't make me ask what that is. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I know. Ambiguities. Uh, do they get fixed with a hug? Cause this is the, what's it like podcast with Riley Bennett and Wyatt. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding culture your breeze yeah you know my shout, out brother. Wyatt. <laughs> shout out wire shout out wire what I know you're not watching i know you're probably taking pictures of cows right now which we all dream we were doing but shout he's probably he's probably taking pictures of cows somewhere
1: on the road and yeah the fluffing Midwest. them up yeah. making them look nice yeah. maybe living a little rV life he does need to get an rV does he not have one yet no okay no, he, does, need- does he he's got a lead foot so maybe the rV won't maybe that's not an oh you would go
2: from getting six mpg with four dollar gas to to two or the two yeah. or RVs, are yes, aren't... exactly. Coming Our... soon, <laughs> coming soon to a store near you. <laughs> <laughs> this is an advertisement for ConocoPhillips. <laughs> uh, okay, gender neutral troll, gender neutral trolls. Why do we keep coming back to. This? I just got to go down this just to see. For he, have... he
1: wants some spicy content for well, more, more, Well, it's maybe traffic.
2: Not Clickbait. even.
1: He's going to title this. <laughs> do, can can gender neutral trolls be fixed with a hug? And that's going to be clickbait. He's going to this get is 2 million views on YouTube. This is what's going to happen is we're literally going to take
2: that clip of Coulter and we're going to clip it. This is a TikTok ad right now. We're going to clip that. That's how it's going to start. Then we're going to clip to this to say, did you know you can defeat
0: trolls, especially if they're gender neutral and with then, hugs. <laughs>
2: Done. <laughs> Want to know how click the link in my bio <laughs> converted 3%. Guess what? You got 22 DMS. Math works.
0: I'm so out of my element right now when you guys talk. No, you're not. But
2: oh, oh, guess what? That's ran at the end of the ad, so this is perfect. Coulter knows, and Coulter is going to get some play off of it too because he's in the he's in the frame. We're not going to crop him out. He stays in, and so guess what? During this ad that Coulter is predicting is going to get 17 views, realistically, <laughs> <laughs> we're going to put some paid media against it and say, okay, if you're a troll and you're watching this and you're not triggered, you're not a real troll. <laughs>
1: Yeah,
5: yeah.
1: <laughs> right? So what if I'm sitting at home and I was always wondering if I was a real troll? Yeah. Is that just going to... What's it like? Is to, this going to break open the floodgates?
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If you're sitting at home and we and you're seeing this... Let me start over. If you're sitting at home and you're watching this on TikTok right now and you think you're a troll and you're sitting in your mom's basement eating pizza and you're 17... 17? We don't think you are. <laughs> Because you're just pretending to be 17. You got a neck, beard, and pizza on your chin. Even though we just ate pizza, so we know how to judge say, trolls. I, I'm, I am that pizza right Riley now. smashed pizza earlier. Some smashed. people
1: just can't grow a good beard, you know? It's, it's true. Look, the beards zoom, are awful.
2: If we post produce this, we're going to zoom in. Like, <laughs> I have an age to me that's above the average person that can grow a beard and check this thing out. Garbage. So you can talk shit about I can. bad beards because you have I can, one. And I can call them out. Just like Riley can, because he's not 17.
0: <laughs> okay.
2: Thanks. <laughs> Cut. Uh, what was life, at, life like at 17? You actually skipped to the highlight reel to midlife, like 17. one segment post-career, which is exactly like an entrepreneurial would, dude would do for a highlight reel. Doesn't that make any sense, Riley? Think about his highlight mm-hmm. reel diagnostic. Mm-hmm. You, at a certain age of your life, from like halfway through college to career now, colter's highlight reel for you right brother, falcon you that, are you are my highlight reel that, that <laughs> was the falcon punch right there and guess what we are on the mountain now
1: <laughs> 17 years old colter did ask a good question someone's tuning in and be like what's the name of this podcast is it called coming out
2: <laughs> yeah but it's spelled with
4: a u <laughs>
0: 17 years old uh lifeguarding in harlow at the pool life was pretty good uh
1: was your german foreign exchange student lifeguarding as
2: well natural olive skin no colter's putting out a glass on these sorry Shut sorry millie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <Wait. laughs> sorry millie number two he, the, 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 nothing else is going to come up we <laughs> swear
0: um, Sports was life, Class classy town, right? Football, basketball, track—that's all. That's really all. It, all it was. Highlight for your own self. Highlight at seventeen years old.
2: What was it like? Two thousand. Not to date you or age you, but yeah, this the U is really coming out. <laughs> not to give an age to you, but seventeen years old was in what year? Two thousand three and four. Highlight of that time, as a seventeen-year-old then versus. Almost twenty years later, almost.
0: Mm -hmm. Hard, hard to get off the sports track mind at the moment. Good win, win in state track.
2: What else are you supposed to think about at seventeen? Like small school sports and girls, right? School maybe
0: cooking, that's I mean, cooking you're supposed the to. it's like he said no, like, school was easy so like yeah for you because you're diligent <laughs>
2: why why was school easy for riley riley bennett
0: <laughs> uh, are you
2: smart high IQ parents try hard you can have a good memory yes
1: they're their children very high iq parents they're going they're going to harvard princeton and i hope i hope my kids can just <laughs> go with them <laughs> my children <laughs>
0: <laughs> get but the ride you're, along you're yeah. saying my parents i think yeah. is what you're asking but right? both but well uh,
2: actually actually this is why Coulter and i can get along really well watch out trolls is <laughs> he just it's just the future vision play so it's like you can't he can't help but to go there and neither can i so it's like sure play it out of your parents Coulter and i will fill the gaps
0: in the next 20 years of your children i think it was uh Call it hard work, but probably just instilled in me from my, from my parents. But good memory. Yeah, I do have good memory. And then felt like both high school and college was if you show up and do what you're supposed to do in class, the rest just kind of happens.
2: ADD, anything that you think you have? Caffeine in high school?
0: I don't even drink coffee now. When would you go to
2: bed? When I go
0: to bed in high school? The time in high school. Pretty late. MSN messenger was pretty. Oh yeah.
2: <laughs> Tying up? up the landline for hours. Give us, give us a, give us a time. We're, we're doing uh, a little like 11, introspection. I would guess. I would guess dial not. up AOL. No kidding. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think we had decent internet. Uh,
2: not in a class C town for the times, but so be it. Cause neither did we in a class B. <laughs> like we, <laughs> What time did you get up? In high school. Yep. Seventeen. We're we're just playing out seventeen yeah. right now. That this is a zoom in on seventeen I mean, school, for the highlight. School reel.
0: started at eight thirty, I think. Yeah, right so around probably there. Around seven.
2: So you got eight hours yeah. average night. Yeah. yeah. Smart yeah. enough. Good enough memory. Able to handle it. What about you, Colter? Seventeen. Uh, seventeen. Oh five 06. Okay, and 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 mm. school memory. Give us a give us the rundown of what's it like. Seventeen Colter degrees.
1: Everything he said, the exact opposite.
2: this is only talked about as of late i think like because entrepreneurship is like fun nowadays they're like cool yeah totally like it's fun to talk about kids in high school want to be entrepreneurs they just don't know it yet oh i think people just
1: want to be rich and they think entrepreneurs are rich
2: you're rich aren't you
1: get rich quick yeah that's 50 cents said it first And, and uh they also think that it doesn't they're not prepared for the sacrifices that come with it they the, uh, the YouTube influencers make it look easier than what it actually is. It's probably not any different than going into the NFL. Very low, low probability
2: rates. Tom Brady makes it look easy. So it's like. So does Elon Musk. Elon, so does Elon Musk makes the business look easy. Mm-hmm. So does LeBron. So it's like, I mean, you got yeah.
1: talent. And so I think, I think uh, Elon Musk is someone to look up to. In your LeBron, Not so much. Which is weird.
2: Did anybody look up to Henry, Henry Ford? Like. Absolutely. Like a majority Absolutely. of people, like a kid from class C town. fucking Looking up at Henry Ford All back right. in the day. No, I think
1: what we were exposed to, I think what I would call normal role models, you know, your, who'd you like, Jordans to at seventeen? people like that. You did, uh, shit. I don't know. At 17, um, well, I, I knew I was going to study entrepreneurship. So 2006
0: you knew then you were going to study business was yeah. Okay. Entrepreneurship. So
2: we got to jump back even farther. When did you decide that entrepreneurship was the label you liked? Um,
1: when I, when I guess, when I learned about it, I've been later in high school, uh, 16 business professionals of America. BPA? You guys have that? Yeah. BPA. Oh yeah. That was a thing. Shout and It was to, new in Roberts. Miss go You're probably not watching, but shout out if you are yeah yeah and sacrifice and krista hurt my bpa Mm -hmm. officer and business teacher and she's the one who uh, i think she introduced me to you can you can study business you can go into business you don't have to do the um go work for some company or or go into the sciences Um, or what we were more often uh given as an option i think in small towns is labor you can be a miner you can be a truck driver ain't that crazy yeah dude do you i tell people this all the time but our our um school guidance counselor she would she would come in and have career days with us and she'd play a vhs video um about the traits and she's like preparing us like here's all the jobs you can get after high school have you considered being a garbage man picking up the garbage you can be a mail delivery man have you considered uh doing mail delivery and not that there's anything wrong with those trades we need them dearly right now uh we we see how vulnerable we are as a society without that backbone i was just looking back on it i'm disappointed that we weren't presented more options like you can you can uh Go study business. You can actually strive for going to Harvard. Here's what you could study at Harvard. Who's at fault? If we look up, um, I I take that responsibility as a parent. <clears throat> right now, I would say that that's my role and responsibility. And is that making
2: it all worthwhile? Like because at that point, it's just teachers. It might not be parents. Yeah,
1: teachers are. Extremely influential, and God, we're so lucky to have teachers like Krista Hertz.
2: And No, but in the sense of that you didn't know that they throw in those
0: VHSs, DVDs that are influential media. What's inter- interesting about that is I would say our generation mostly got told we should go to college. In a well, small I'm-
2: school, class B.
1: Class C. I
0: think we got told that. but I think it's pretty cool that I- they even, even showed you that you could be a garbage truck driver. I, I would say the flip side of it.
1: I kind of I think push people to strive for the, strive for Elon Musk.
0: Yeah, I just mean that the the narrative of you should you're only going to be successful if you go to college has been driven down throats you know for so long. We're we're seeing that reverse now, where you can work in the trades and make even more money. Yes, absolutely. We're in it.
2: We're in it. Yeah. For how long? Is
1: it because Because it shows you the commoditization of of uh, college degrees. What does that mean? There's so many of them, if you're, they're if, almost homogenous and they're not worth anything. Whereas the tradesmen, uh, sure. They might be interchangeable parts, but those are very there's valuable. There's still parts. only so
0: many of
2: them. Yep. So you, do you guys look at some of these analytical points as just numbers versus the human aspect, which is on the other side of the coin, your positions, my position is just a, so many of them position. Is it, Is it a thing that's searching for constant balance of of it's not the teacher's fault it's just capitalistic society that you weren't taught that and then then it was college and whatever pushed that and then we're just recycling repeating what do you think riley this is can this can be a step bro answer because
0: i i took home at class in junior high and we did an exercise where you pick your occupation with the amount of money you make and balance the checkbook Etc. right? So you just, it started with picking an occupation with an a, average annual salary. And I saw engineer and architect as it was the only thing that interested me that was in the pay range that I wanted to see. And It was a pretty easy choice for me.
2: What was the pay range? Do you remember? You got a good memory. <laughs> so this I would wanna, be... I want to
0: say, I, I would say 50-some thousand. If this I had would be the, 20? This would be around there, a year thousand
2: 2000? 2000.
0: Yeah, right around there. Yeah. 50,000. Somewhere there.
2: If you're a high school kid right now and you're by chance seeing this on TikTok, maybe you should comment. <laughs> <laughs> well, fifty thousand isn't gonna do much. it
0: today, but obviously that number's changed. But yeah, but what the interesting
2: point is what is it? Don't give them that impression. That <laughs>
1: the, no, kids don't give them that impression that fifty ain't gonna cut it today. Like <laughs> they need to learn how to live on nothing and scrape by and why? start at start at the thirty-five thousand dollar a year job. Why? Yeah,
0: I would agree why why because because they
1: don't need to come into an employer with no background no experience and a huge sense of entitlement
0: i didn't have the experience or the background i just knew what i wanted to make i didn't have the sense of entitlement either
1: i'm, I'm saying you being okay with 50 should don't give the impression to younger kids that that's where they have to start
0: no that's fair if you're <laughs> a parent of I'm your kid that's right what now. i that's what i took away that day
2: yeah, for sure. But also, also both. So we can play this out. If you're a parent right now, you're 35. You're doing, you're 33, 4, 2, 7, 5. I'm 34. You're probably 36. Great. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. But for perspective of 30,
3: <laughs>
2: Nate, I know we can't get Steph on this, but like if anybody got home can see Steph right now, she's <laughs> hawing in the background. <laughs> we, we, we thought we had a, a horse or something back here. This is fun.
3: <laughs> <Huh>?
2: <laughs> this is so good that I lose my train of thought. <laughs> we're going to have Steph come on before the end of this segment, and then we're going to watch it. But if you're 36, 34, 33, whatever years old, how you're year and a half, year and a half year old kid, yep. excuse me, ages of one and four two almost okay. two and five so if you fit into anything in that range you're a teacher you're a human you're a mom your dad right now and you're going through it this is kind of some introspection of what's it like from people that are from the highlight reel that coulter gave you successful driven smart ambitious great what else do you want for your kids and then you flip the highlight reel and there's some interesting things here which some parents might push back against right is the 36, 34-year-old mom, dad, going to let their kids be an entrepreneur? Do they want them to suffer if they knew?
0: <laughs> I'm going to answer that and say most are going to not. They don't want to see their kids suffer, right? But they I, want their they, kids to be happy. They want them to be successful and they want them to be happy. And if they, I think if you know that that suffering is going to lead to, lead to where they, you want them to be or they want to be, then it's fine it's the risk part, right? Risk for sure. It's it's that unknown. So you
2: have a simple algorithm in your head that says risk versus suffering versus happiness equals your choices or like what's the,
0: I mean, that's every parent's going to be so different, right? They're going to either recognize that that kid has a natural want or inclination to do something like that. You're going to either foster that and let them do it or you'd be a helicopter parent and tell them they're going to do this instead.
2: Are those extremes?
0: Those are two options. I don't know if they're necessarily extremes.
2: So far for you, Coulter?
1: I I guess I was I was gonna say something completely opposite to that. i Dude, imagine you, you that the, we're
2: complete opposite. Imagine that <laughs> the stepbrother named Falcon. And I, I think I don't it's need because to
1: go I'm projecting my my thoughts and beliefs onto everyone else. I'm I'm like normalizing <laughs> it, but I guess I can only give my experience of the one and a half year and how I, I plan. And my wife talked about how we're going to be on the same page. Um, we're a team. We're united in this. And so we make plans, parenting plans. And we talk about um, some goals and visions and values we have that we're going to parent around. And I guess I can only give my experience, which sounds a little different. Cause I was going to say, um, yeah, I, I let my daughter take risks. I plan on staying that way. And so <clears throat> we do want to have her educated about the risks. And I'm not saying I want, my daughter to be um risk socially risky in the sense that she's driving drunk or going to wild parties but uh take a risk on backpacking for a year in europe um i wouldn't I'll, i'll let her try those i won't have a choice at that age but i will i will let her try things where she's gonna fall and scrape her knee and bump her head
2: what's her name bobby lou not the you, bobby lou but when you watch this when Coulter clips this in 16 and a half years <laughs> that's good math, that math. Fourth grade <laughs> <laughs> see the delay <laughs> i went to the shout same out to that you. teacher would you please? mental math i had a couple different teachers but really shout out with most. calculators Miss collins guess what real quick interjection Miss collins was the, the best teacher in my era of being 17 18. This is how i knew it. i was kind of entrepreneurial without giving it the label i bought this poster and it had like a thousand ways to play rock paper scissors <laughs> all with like what beats what literally every combination and she's not a teacher anymore miss so <laughs> collins you're awesome though so if this means anything to you this is great once in a while we would play rock paper scissors based on those. To get out of some school homework for the class, your guy.
1: Oh, you were the go-to. You got the final shot. I just huh? bought the poster and did it a couple. You had th- the ball at th- no,
2: the buzzer. Like, it was like the it was like the proposition for my end. It wasn't even like, terry you should go." Like, you should play her. Like, it did happen like twice, once or twice, probably. To where like, yeah, you should see if we can't have homework. But it was like, no, I just wanted to see if I could beat her in a competition to not have homework because like, this shit's bullshit. Like. <laughs> okay so it worked and it happened and it was fun to play and, and to do but go ahead i cut you off kind of a little bit and the sense of
1: i can't say that i was going anywhere
2: good so i should probably recognize <laughs> on the next episode i'm going to realize how to take this story once i hijack the conversation and then redirect instead of just putting it back on you <laughs> i think it's pretty natural
1: oh for sure
0: he's doing pretty dang well for episode. just just
1: when we just when we lost the breakfast flakes the breast (laughs) looks breakfast flakes guess
2: what i don't have the reference either i'm not smart enough
0: or i just never watch it or you just don't listen to the show no
2: i listen to their like they
1: retired after like 35 years oh actually retired i'm pretty sure yeah were they pioneering podcasters or when were they on this morning (laughs)
0: I don't know, but as of like two days ago, they hadn't retired.
2: Oh, well, where's our goddamn fact checker right <laughs> now? Hey, by the way, Nate, I'm not sure which camera I'm looking at too. Mine, yours, ours. Nathan Satrin is the producer of this son of a bitch, and he's doing an awfully good job. Way to go, Nate. Nate if you want to do a little zoom in on you or anything fun and fancy. No, that's okay. He, Nate, Nate is also one besides Steph. That he's got could the be. right
0: voice, too. Thank you.
2: Like, listen, listen to this. <laughs> Nobody wants to know f- how many, like, peak viewership of the breakfast lakes. How many? Oh, man. I would, if to they're in the, if in the Billings area,
0: the, their, gotta their be the, daily the, the listeners radio is probably in the, in the listening area.
1: I would say their their daily listeners for that show is probably 5,000.
0: Yeah, I would say 10. I just, just yeah, is the breakfast Going outside, lakes, Billings,
1: outside of
2: Billings? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. a Billings thing. And they did it for 30 years to get 35 years to get 5,000 daily active listeners, something like that. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. So Nate could probably get there twice as fast as me and Steph in comparative rates. Like I'm taking 70 years to get there with a voice like this. (laughs) (laughs) That's my point. Steph is probably there in half of both of our times. How long
1: have you been in Billings? You've never heard the breakfast flakes? Nope.
2: I don't listen to radio. Hey, yeah, breakfast Slakes, I'm not sure who you are. If you guys want to come onto the podcast later, great. <laughs> but like, you'd be putting me on. I'd be stealing your audience. <laughs> so if that's, that's how you want to pass it down, great. But you're off air. You don't have a legacy that you got to fulfill.
5: Their website is pretty dated.
2: Hey, it's like okay. two years ago. We got some legacy card. legacy things. Ooh, that guy looks. <laughs> oh, exactly. I was gonna. That's Mark when he's pretty young. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say... wait. Those so are the Breakfast my, Lakes guys.
0: My mom was listening to the Breakfast Breakfast Lakes at our restaurant when I was a kid.
2: Okay, this show is never going to be produced in a restaurant setting ever, 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 ever. But future TikTok, your kids are going to say, "What
4: was TikTok
2: back in the day?" It's going to be the MySpace of their generation. Actually, realistically, probably.
1: Who's who's that that blonde YouTuber? You that... up
0: against restaurants. Nothing at all. I love restaurants. <laughs> Wait a second. I got to.
2: Sometimes I'm in character and then I could have responded better than that. Like my natural thing, if you were trolling me right there. Right. And then you come in and I like, fucking knock you out. <laughs> so, uh, sorry. Who's the the
1: guy who's kind of ripped? He boxes. Everyone hates him. He Rick does. Flair? Oh, he's no, a Logan. young kid. Uh, Logan uh, Paul? Yeah, Logan, Logan Paul. Paul. Logan Paul. So, this is going to be like a very Montana billing centric reference, but it's kind of sad that you were just saying, uh, the, the, um, uh, centers of attention, the, the people who are influencers or who would have been considered, um, I guess paramount to their industry maybe, but Logan Paul is, he's like the thing for young kids today. He's like the celebrity. Yes. Where, you know, what, Lonnie Bell would have been for Billings years ago. Yes. And there, what- there's a comparison here between Lonnie Bell and Logan Paul. First of all, who's Lonnie <laughs> Bell? And second of all, well, he was big in his time.
2: Lonnie Bell was the breakfast flakes.
1: Let's just leave that. They, they were big in their time, the breakfast flakes, Lonnie Bell. And, and now it's Logan Paul, but it's going to be I, something I, different. You know, it's going to be, we don't I, even know the atrociousness of the next center of influence.
2: Okay, Lonnie Bell was atrocious to their generation above Lonnie Bell. No,
1: he, he was not
2: provocative. No, no but he was atrocious at to his generation. Above I wasn't
1: saying Lonnie Bell was atrocious. I was saying Logan Paul was. I know.
2: I know. <laughs> I know you were. I actually know this. We're going to replay this. This is going to be fun. <laughs> do you know First, who Lonnie Bell no, is really Riley no, one sec
1: Lonnie Bell's classic country yeah do, okay. do you have do you know who Logan Paul is no I'm on
2: a fucking have, island here yeah no you're not no you're not that's fine well for Riley yes <clears throat> Millie probably knows uh Millie uh do we have any time constraints on your guys's ends because this is this is about to get good and no. if there is we got to talk as long as we have listeners, I'll keep going all night. Well, two of them is enough. <laughs> two of them. Because those
1: two are influential.
2: So, One of them is my grandma. <laughs> shout out peanut, and playing Grandma Chris.
0: Steph whooped her booty the other night. Uh, that's what we need to do when Millie does get to meet you guys. We need shout to shout some peanut if you guys want to play peanut.
2: Oh, Steph and my grandpa Riley. You want to know what's better than going to dinner with Stephanie and me? This <laughs> is peanut. No. Come on. Playing peanut. with my parents, my grandma, <laughs> and Stephanie. <laughs> I'm gonna watch.
0: Oh, I got gotcha. you. Can he play peanut?
2: I can. Play
6: ball at least seven times a week with him.
2: Seven times a mother week.
6: I literally love peanut ball. I play. I play Awesome. Basketball. And my grandma.
2: My grandma's 86. She's gonna dominate your ass and then stomp on you, and then she's gonna cook
0: you food. Like That's what horse. Millie's grandma is. Thanks, grandma. She's good.
2: This is good. Dude, she are is they? All, is she alive? Yeah. Does she want to meet your grandma, Chris? Sure. Grandma Chris. Yeah. What do you win in right. P-Knuckle? So I, uh, I think you, you, like pride. This is this is a good point. Oh yeah, you don't pride. play for shit. There's no money involved. You can so make
0: I, it for money if you want. It.
2: Yeah. I only play for. Right now, I'm in my learning phase. We're gonna go down this route. This is why I asked the time question, Coulter.
0: Okay. So I haven't answered the time question. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Millie texted me about 15 minutes ago and said, "Come home. Both kids want you." And they're both sick and feeling like shit. And she had surgery and. Okay. Um, so what's the time frame that
2: we have left? And then we get to make the decision if Steph fills the spot.
0: Oh, Steph's filling the spot. Absolutely. She's saying no. She's saying absolutely. I don't know. I think she is, the, actually. Here's the If Coulter's going to keep going I know that you two can keep talking all night. I don't no, know. But don't, I was no, wanting no, to no. use
1: you as an out. I was wanting to go no. see my baby. So. Oh, <laughs> well, I
0: think we just need to reschedule. I, we just needed
2: the truth out of the, the actual question. Coulter, you... <laughs> I want to do this
0: again. I, no,
2: no. Okay, well, now we got to start the awkward wrap up stages. Thank mm-hmm. you for viewing into the breakfast. Like, we got Lonnie Bell here and we got Jake I Paul. Think, I
0: think what he's saying is, I don't get to be on for another episode like that. No, well, just, it's just going to be no. Fuck if it. this, gets, gonna be if a while.
2: this gets two star review, I, I it's it. on yeah, you. We don't care about reviews. You know that. <laughs> what I'm looking for is one 34 to 36 year old that may or may not have kids, may or may not be male, may or may not be white may or may not be knowingly or unknowingly entrepreneurial. Okay. Or knowingly or unknowingly business and career minded. Right. And then they listen in, they get a snippet of this thing, which is kind of funny. And then they realize, Oh wow. Some people look up to Jake Paul, but like realistic people around Billings, like, Oh, right. And then, and then it changes a little bit of their course. You see what I'm saying? Mm
0: Mm-hmm. Tell Jarrett listen. to tonight.
2: Is is it going to change Jarrett's life? Jarrett's got a pretty damn good life. He does. Are we doing this to change his life? If Jarrett got one laugh out of this, great. Really, it's for like a 34 to 36-year-old dude, if that's the range, plus or minus four years, probably. Because you guys, like, you were 32 when you had your first kid?
0: I was 30 when I had my first kid.
2: You had 34. He's 36. That's foresight math. Sorry, Ms. Collins.
0: No, I'm 35, almost 36. You're 33 and you got a four year old. 34. 34, 34. You got a th- she's almost five.
2: Okay, so the math on my end, I was That's wrong by that maximum amount, which at a maximum it could have been a minimum, it could have been four, but whatever.
0: I think I did say 36 earlier when you asked me, so you're all right.
2: Yeah, but we're on record. So, guess what, Gillian? When you're watching this, shh. Gideon. Gideon, I knew that I messed that up right away. Did you tell? Could you tell? And then I didn't want to dox him on top of that. Can we? is it, can we just make his name up as gillian sure you can be gillian so we don't have to dox anybody. is your
0: producer
1: doing all like the bells and whistles and all that not no but like mm-hmm. when you when you
3: actually
2: for the next episode can we do a, a whammy sound if i ever misquote or do anything stupid yes, yeah colter's slowly becoming based on his experience kind of like a <laughs> if people come on and say like i want more Coulter, you know what i have to Fucking do to this thing, right? You're going to have to carve out a little bit of time once in a while on Thursday nights to be just guessed.
1: Oh, my stock is more valuable than free. It's going <laughs> to cost some money.
2: All of a sudden, not interested. <laughs> Pass. <laughs>
5: <laughs> 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 like, I, think I have that sound. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs>
0: Hey, she's calling me. Steph. I'm gonna okay. step out for Jesus. All
2: right. Keep going. Ask her if she's watching that and giving you more permission. Coulter still wants to go. So tell her yeah, you gotta go because his <laughs> stock is more valuable. Coulter, This is fun. Entrepreneurial kids, 17 year old, give or take four years. So you might be eighth grade. You might be 21. Good math. Thanks, yeah. You. Thanks, Miss Collins. Advice.
1: Oh, if I were to do it over again, I would, I tell, I actually, I tell young people this all the time. Actually, I would, if I were wanting to be an entrepreneur, if I were to do it over again, it's hard to say that I wouldn't just jump right into it. Like I did. I mean, I was still trying to sell beef. It was Belgian blues when I was a banker. So I was always doing the side hustle thing, you know, and trying to launch your own product or your own brand. Um, that was kind of jumping right in i still had the the uh given security of a full-time job and a career so a lot of people do that i mean you got that one safety net there Um, at some point you have to remove the safety net and jump head first and just trust in yourself but if i were going to school again i would probably study something specific uh, some sort of uh, something in the sciences whether it's uh you can get a bachelor of science in finance, um, econ, but maybe engineering, anything in the sciences, and then I'd go work for a consulting company like uh, KPMG or uh, one of the one of the very large firms uh, for consulting. And you're exposed to a lot of businesses, and you're exposed to a lot of business solutions and the politicking inside. You look at their their uh, management style, their management structure so I mean if you wanted to be a well-prepared entrepreneur um I think your late 20s is excellent
2: time to get started I was going to jump in here because your background highlight reel a little bit was college for entrepreneurial which is kind of contradictory right I
1: yeah but I it wasn't offered at Bozeman MSU But but I a contradictory point of
2: like makes sense makes sense the finance side of like can you tell us why that's, can you tell anybody that might be relatable to that, why that's important for entrepreneurship? What's up, Riley? Riley give us, give us one last, this is Riley's daffernance. He's got cake pops in his left pocket. Hey, shout out. Yeah, More so shout out where you got the cake pops from. Because these things are one biters. Ryan yeah, Bassham, we're going to
0: up to you. Oh, Bodewell
2: cake pops, one Mindy bite
0: gunther, Mindy Gunther. Can't hear myself because I don't have the headphones on anymore. <laughs> cake pop, cake pop we hear, yeah.
2: riley We're gonna wrap this up too because Coulter's also got a family, he's got to get going. But thanks for I got some being on to wipe home. thanks for coming on. And uh we may have a future conversation of how it is after the highlight reel that took 17 minutes to talk <laughs> through which ended up part of the hour but you know it's okay We'd love to he come need, back he's a, to he's a project
1: engineer he needs a flow chart he, does, <laughs> he needs to see the visual yeah. gantt chart <laughs> it's a just, flow chart of how this is going to go this is
2: i i did know this and i didn't build it for him because my <laughs> overlap should understand both of you like perfectly and i didn't so riley thank you for being on we're gonna wrap this Thanks up so we're you. gonna let you go Peace love. Thanks, Thanks Tanner. See you tomorrow. It's good to see you again. Hey, by the way, it's good seeing you for the last four years. I've seen you online, but this was fun, unexpected. Thanks for being here. Glad to be here, Steph. It's good to
1: see you again. I'm uh, I'm I'm happy to hear that you guys are in Billings and you're helping set up uh keeping in the butchering the processing industry. And
2: I've heard that you were re- highly recruited and proud of you guys fun things on the back end of my life and Stephanie's life and ours as a couple so thank you awesome well I look forward to seeing you around town appreciate it man we'll see you on okay as we watch this six foot three and a half strober with full hair leave the building drinking Fiji water dressed in boots looking good yeah we do have to tell anybody that's what's it like to wonder what it's like to be Stephanie in the background. She made these, uh, fruity Loops, rice krispies last week. She made, uh, for me personally and herself, uh, toast crunch. What is that actually called? Something cinnamon Toast, toast cinnamon toast crunch. Thanks, Nathan. And, uh, as a Rice Krispie, those are probably the best Rice crispy. So these guests are leaving. They were really, really good. Unbelievable, Nate. And you had one. I had, like, honestly, nine. It was unhealthy.
5: I'm extremely envious. <laughs> they were really good.
2: Nate, Nate, before we go, how's your schedule? How do you feel? What's good? I think uh, we need to hear a little interjection from Nathan Satran What do you want to know? I want to know... For the sake of anybody, how many viewers do we have? Three right now. Three's up. perfect. Thank you, Deanna. I hope you're having a good night. And I honestly wonder what kind of what this is like to uh, be as a mother figure to Stephanie, so a son-in-law watching this situation because I can't imagine having kids my age. So that being said, Nate... Give us some perspective of where you're at in that comparison.
5: I don't even know what to say that. It's like a strange, strange question.
2: Very strange question. Like we got some depth to it. We got Dagger. So we're just going to give you some. Here's the segment. Just for everybody, Nate and I didn't talk about this. So this is authentically rare because we've got to call it authentic and generic. How much time do you actually have? I got some time. Give us a, give us a limit. I need that for I, I, don't,
5: I okay. don't have a limit. Steph. You know that hey. sky's the limit for this guy. Steph
2: hop in here. The three viewers were doing Group a to five. We're doing a post-production show right now. Uh, it's going to have Nathan Saturn, the producer of the show. We, I'm sorry for moving this thing. It's going to have some background noise. Always Nate, is the one that basically got me to do this show. And I'm really thankful that he did because as anybody that knows me, the human being, I like to talk about things and not always do them. So Nate is the enabling force. Nate, if you want to get the guy kicking you in the ass, exactly. And I'm going to bounce to that. But Steph is here with the cheese stick looking snacky. But anyways, back to this, Nate is the guy kicking ass, and uh, he's been an integral part of what this is, and he's part of the reason why I'm doing it. And so he's helping put me on and put this situation on. And so I want to give a little episode three introduction to Nathan Saturn and a little depth of who he is, why he is, and anybody that's 17, since that's supposed to be the theme or 34. He's going to have to put your deal back on. Actually, post-produce segment, this is what we're doing. I just did all of that to set up Nathan to describe himself, but my beautiful wife eating the cheese stick that she, she's not currently eating is going to introduce Nate. So, Nate, let's see if Steph's mic is working properly. Um, uh, Yeah, it should be now.
6: Give, Nathan Saturn.
2: Nathan Saturn, based on Stephanie Gamble.
6: Born in California, moved to Forsyth, Montana. Um, was a collegiate athlete, pole vault, MSUB.
2: Go Jackets. He
6: is one of the most beautiful sold humans on the planet that Tanner and I have the privilege of knowing. Um, diesel mechanic. Wasn't. Used to be. Wasn't a. Checking all the boxes of what he wanted in life. So he was living in Forsyth when we were there and traveling to Miles City and decided to take the leap because he had a passion for photography. And he's been kicking ass ever since. Now he's like Montana's best real estate photographer.
5: Not a real estate
2: photographer.
6: Well, <laughs> highlight real interjection. Yeah, you are. So,
2: no, our, so no, 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 no. It. It's real estate photographer, comma, diesel mechanic, comma. This guy, if Colter DeVries taught you anything in this last interview, it's that it's okay nowadays, Nathan's of the era, to be entrepreneurial, which means you taste 17 different things. And Nate's tasted a whole bunch of different things, but he doesn't want to be labeled that. I don't want to be labeled a butcher. I cut meat. It's a skill. Stephanie eats cheese sticks. It's a skill. No. But for real, he does real estate photography.
5: Trying to get out of it. That's why I don't classify classify myself as a real estate photographer. He
2: did mechanics on diesel equipment and machines he was a high schooler he was a paul vaulter right it just a jack of all trades now now he's nathan Saturn. this is what it is if you want to call it it could be entrepreneurial
6: best thing is he's a good person
2: nate's a good human if you need that affirmation because you don't know him because you're the half a viewer that is just tuning in good human being and we're gonna Name this interaction between Stephanie and Nate, not probably step brothers in this post-production, but we're gonna have to come up with something because introducing somebody else is kind of a fun thing to do because Nathan is humble. Stephanie is humble, and they will leave out these fun details that are key to who they are as human beings. And uh I know them both and I could introduce them both, but <laughs> it's the what's it like podcast with Tanner Gamble and i if you like how I talk and explain things in a blocky fashion, you're part of the lower minority. <laughs> so it's fun to have Steph introduce. And uh, she's got a little bit more to say about him. Anything good? Anything bad? There's
6: nothing bad to say about Nathan. He's no, the type of person that you call him in the middle of the night because he reel. needs something. And he's literally coming to your door.
2: Highlight reel. 30 seconds. He's getting recruited to he is a. Uh...
6: Asian American, that is also like beautiful enough to be a model. Um, what he, about his voice? Come
2: on. Like, yeah, you got you two like, of those things. You yeah. got two of the five senses, looks and sound. Like, I don't smiles, know. Smiles, laughs. Okay. His teeth are pretty nice. Do you ever have braces, Nate? No, never had braces. Dude, I don't know if that, if your camera is going to zoom in on your teeth, but nope. if you're at home, I never went to the dentist either. Check those things out.
6: Snaggle <laughs> I got my wife
2: here. She knows how I look like. We're okay. Own it. I did have this in high school. Sean Warner. Sean Warner's birthday tomorrow. Shout out Sean Warner. Where's that doggy? Broke my teeth in high school. Coming down with a rebound. Jaw went like this. My wife's made fun of me ever since. So I'll I'll hand it back to Steph. You got anything? in yeah, me anything more like
6: seven... he's also a dog lover nathan loves his dogs
5: yeah yeah i certainly do they're a big part of my life
6: he also loves my dogs and he walks in my house and gets my dog so riled up and gives oh, yeah. me so much anxiety but no at the end of the day nathan's a beautiful human and if you can do anything be like nathan
2: <laughs> thanks nate nate I know this is this is kind of like the highlight reel that you get to watch with the recruiter in a weird way what do we got for interjection that you want to fill some gaps fill some gaps okay Um, on on steph's highlight reel on steph's highlight reel yep if you need to fill any of those gaps or if you want to go any further or
6: like me thanks kelsey and (laughs) daryl
2: what do Uh, they bring in kelsey and daryl have been kind of in here ever since and you know the whole two name Facebook thing is a little bit kind of like
6: 45 year old, but <laughs> interesting, But who's judging, but who's
2: judging. I, we we got to have Steph's interaction here, but it's a little bit you, interesting. Guys. We just want to know if both of you sitting there side by side, giving some love with Kyler, just kind of looking, you know, or if it's Daryl or Kelsey, because either way on a Thursday yeah. night at 6 PM, you could be doing a lot of other things, seven now, but
6: Do you have anything to add, Nate, about yourself?
2: Steph, your voice kind of sounds sexy on air. I
5: don't really know what to say about myself. Just a humble dude. And I don't really consider myself a real estate photographer because I am technically an architectural photographer. So I'm trying to get away from the whole real estate aspect of it and start pursuing bigger projects. So that's why I said that. But
6: yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to like label you as one because you're very good at all photography. You were a great uh, food photographer when we needed you for that. You had beautiful, beautiful photos for that. I mean, you've done portraits, which were aren't swerve, not doing those anymore. But (laughs) no, I mean, interior design. No,
2: I got got something. You're just good at it all. I got landscape. We need a little explanation on why the label matters first of all and then why the subject matters as well
5: as far as architecture versus real estate
2: versus portrait versus
5: okay versus well, versus. so i've really really just like niched down like i'm in a very 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 small niche in photography now so just strictly architecture what's That's it for for like architects designers Uh, why
2: like why like why you you go down the architecture route and you niche down and which means you have to do a whole bunch of things which i'm going to let you explain to the to the person that's this is the thing you 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 can be any age to do some of these things experience matters yeah so for that person that doesn't really understand what it's like to be where you're at or where you're trying to go little insider because there can be there's enough space right if you give us some secrets or some intel on the way you look at the market or w- the way you look at what you're doing there's a reason why you're doing it there's a reason why you're going to succeed at doing it and not to be Nostradamus but can you give us a little insider on on what that is so for
5: me it's it, for me I get a lot of uh Gratitude out of just the technical aspect of it. Um, the type of photography that I'm doing is extremely technical. Um, I I mean, you know that I've done products. I've done portraits. I mean, I did your guys' uh, engagement photos and everything. You know, it's not that I'm bad at it. No. But at the end of the day, for me, like I feel like almost anybody can go and do that kind of photography. Um, the photography that I do... Now being an architecture photographer, I mean there's just so many technical aspects of it such as lighting, composition, trying to do architecture justice which is all lines. So there's a lot that goes into it and then also factoring in, you know, the equipment that I use. I use way more equipment than your average wedding or or portrait photographer. I got I'm always packing up uh, just cases and cases of equipment with me every day. So there's just like this whole bigger aspect to what I do that's bigger than I guess you could say your average photographer. Um, not dogging on those guys, I mean they. There's definitely a market there, and they there's a lot of good good photographers out there doing that, those types of niches. But I've just fallen in love with what I do just because of all the technical aspects of it.
2: Yeah. So from the interest base is your interest just kind of evolved you got into the photography space which here i hugely admire it steph has an like first of all you have to have a little bit of talent and an eye yeah which like you can't really choose that it's genetics it's blood it's it's how you're born steph kind of has that right oh for sure if you want to know i guarantee you coulter doesn't And I'm going to tell you right now, I do not have it. I do not have that skill to look at something and be like, oh, wow, that's a good shot. I like to take copious amounts of photos and video to like capture the one moment randomly. It's like I'm panning for gold. Whereas you, you know what mountain to go to, what equipment to use, what shovel to bring, how long you're going to have to be there. You're honing the craft.
5: Yeah, that's for sure. Right. So
2: something got you into photography. This is where I'm going with this. It's going to phase into where Steph is too. Yeah, something something opened the door to something in your life that made you kind of. Yeah, a little bit. You were you wanted a taste of something else. This is something you could do on the side. Right. This is this is part of the highlight reel that I think is important, which is why the perspective thing is fun. Yeah. Steph has a very interesting perspective, on a lot of things. This is why I love her. My perspective isn't always anywhere close to reality and then your perspective is an interesting look right so the trifecta of what's going on here which is what happens behind the scenes a lot of the times that we're not on camera our conversations or things that are happening along these lines yeah for sure besides the last wow so started out as photography in general then Fill, fill in the gaps of that f- complete journey on a skill-based level. And then and then we'll be done with that and face staff real quick.
5: Okay. So basically I got my camera and given the time in my life, like I needed a creative outlet. So I just picked it up and just started experimenting, really. I mean, that's really how I started learning, watching YouTube videos. Um, and just having the drive to want to learn more i guess you could say and i just pushed myself and kept trying it was really trial and error for the most part everything that i learned was all trial and error so i'd find something that i was interested in just go do it and try it until i figured it out and then move on to the next thing and the next thing and the next thing and that's how i you know went and did portrait photography I, i've done weddings i mean i videoed your guys wedding correct um what else have i done products
2: uh i don't know i've done videography i mean is yeah is a is a deeper portion than you touched on necessarily because like these are in order to go super niche 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 you know niche niche i don't know niche Niche. this is me for niche. like, I, I literally don't care how it's pronounced. I just want it to be semi-correct for people to understand. Like, in order to niche down, like, you're going to have to get these skills in order for it to be valuable.
5: Yeah. Yeah, you got to hone it in. Yep. That's for sure. You can't just, like, I don't, that's that's also a, it's also a process of figuring out what you like. You know, it's. you Combination of both. How much yeah. do you
2: like photography versus how much do you like diesel mechanic? In the sense of skill, skill, right? One's artsy, one's more physical. I don't know the opposite of artsy, mathematical.
5: I don't know. Like it, I, I think it's probably definitely used in two different parts of the brain. But it's funny how when I was a decent mechanic, I absolutely loved to be like do photography on the side, like it was a good hobby. And now that I'm a full time photographer, now I want <laughs> I like to work on my car in my spare time you know it's funny how that stuff flips
4: yep yep
6: i have a question for you yep. steph steph um, we need question. more my question
2: interaction yeah. from you because okay listen here. my
6: question is nathan posted a photo today on facebook can you pull it up
5: oh geez this is fun this and, is fun this is all off uh
6: you wrote this is a description of my life in one photo i'd like you to explain a little bit what does that mean you why'd you post that just going
2: deep now she's getting some depth this i'm just fun.
6: wondering i'm just wondering
2: all right let me see if i can steph uh also likes some of these also by the way shout out steph if you guys know stephanie deanna this is a stephanie snack card this is gonna follow her through life
6: what's on St-
2: today on steph's snack card we have Pringles, Cheetos, and...
6: Flamin' and Hot Cheetos only. <laughs> by the way,
2: but they're not the extra
6: extra. No, they didn't have them. All right, stuff.
5: there is the photo.
6: Okay, there's the photo.
5: Okay, so basically... Like, is I'm, this,
2: not to interrupt, is this architecture?
5: No. No, this is more hobby-esque, and hopefully maybe might go down a route with this type of photography with NFTs. We'll see so um this shot this this was done here in billings not too long ago just a couple weeks ago um shot with an infrared camera so i took one of my old camera bodies sent it in had it converted to infrared so it picks up nothing but infrared light rays um which is outside of the scope of the human eye so our eyes can't see these types of light rays at all. Of course
3: there's,
4: yeah there we go okay I know we probably
5: sorry Kelsey Daryl can
6: nobody did nobody just hear what you were describing about this picture
5: Kelsey Daryl tell us if you like when the sound cut cut out
2: if you remember Daryl if it's you I know you remember see what a good memory does
5: Nate how many were you guys able to hear the my explanation of the photo Kelsey Daryl
2: how many viewers we got four right now perfect I'm really shooting for two. I'm shooting. No, I'm shooting for two. I want it to be Deanna and one other person.
6: I know. My mom Rachel
2: is- didn't hear it. My sister? Yeah. Shout, Rachel.
5: Thanks for supporting.
6: My mom is in the It cut that. out
5: right when you were explaining how people can't
2: see certain lights. Okay. Bummer. <laughs> All right. Okay. So-
6: you have to do this. Nope. Again.
2: nope. Yes, he does. Nope. It's not going to be good. It's not going to be good. We'll do it again. It's not going to be good mate can you put that
0: camera
6: that was on literally the best thing you've had all night and you're not going to let him re-explain that yeah
2: it's not going to be it's not going to feel right it's not going to land like it should and then the next time you're going to leave
5: you're going to leave these people on a cliff now
6: yeah dude it's just unreal i cannot even believe that okay there is no chance he should not be re-explaining no, that no, because no, that was very deep and it no. was very appreciated we by get, me we got
2: a vote yeah it was appreciated by you we're voting
6: nathan votes yes steph votes no, yes it's happening
2: our votes don't count we have to vote i'm serious about this because here's the deal: it's going to be una- inauthentic and Steph's going to think that Kelsey and Daryl, Deanna, Rachel, that you guys are going to take this in a certain route, and you're not going to feel it like it was felt. Which there's another photo that'll come up. The good eventually. thing is is
6: that you didn't understand what he said the first time, right, so you'll be able to listen. Kelsey to it.
2: wants to know. Kelsey.
6: Okay, hey, we have Kel- one vote. Type
2: in type type in K or D, depending on who's listening, and tell the truth. <laughs>
6: While they're doing that, Nathan, why don't you re-explain uh, what this photo means to you? No, oh, dude.
2: We've officially become the okay. TNS podcast. They want to know. Okay. But so, who is it? I don't know. Did Kelsey or Daryl say Carrie? Nathan, K-D?
6: turn his mic off. <laughs> so this, is the,
2: <laughs> this is the point. Now it's the TDS podcast. I'll just give a who's the d
5: i'll give a brief summary
2: no no do it do it how you want to do it but if they don't just just to let you guys know when the audio cut out which it's cut out unfortunate events so far which so okay if it cut out for a reason then it wasn't meant to be but nate's explanation was fire to stephanie Look and at, to me
6: it's kelsey tanner you are out voted <laughs> thanks kelsey kelsey she was also wondering today when she saw the photo. See? See look.
2: Were you actually can we get Daryl's opinion phone in with a D at the start of it for Daryl? Not phone. All right, right,
5: we're gonna do a brief summary yeah, here. Please. Okay. So
2: get out of here.
5: <laughs> we can't see infrared light. Um, my metaphor here is that we all have our own personal things that we're that we deal with on a daily basis. And you know, people this is sacrifice cliff and thousands of people see this every day and you know, like we can't see the infrared light and it's kind of like a metaphor as to, we look at things every day and interact with people every day. And there's things that with each individual person, they all have their own personal things that we can't see. So the infrared light is kind of like a metaphor for the things that you can't see for
2: other people. More or less and we went on to the spectrum of things that can see infrared light do you know any creatures animals humans that i don't know only cameras can see infrared
6: i'm actually really no. curious about that
2: can we hey hey jamie, it. hey jamie can you bring that up you know cool. like joe rogan
4: elsie and daryl
6: No, but we don't need a jamie we got anything okay so
5: mosquitoes not. vampire bats bed bugs and some snake and beetle species can use portions of the infrared spectrum for vision
6: wow all i can say is imagine if that's what we saw
5: yeah yeah you should see this these photos when before i edit them they're just like solid red the entire photo and then i have to go into photoshop and like do some color mix or some channel mixing to actually get it to come out like this but if you do you think you could do it
2: live can you do it live at all i don't have any of those photos here okay i think we should do it sometime if anybody that wants to know photoshop or anything like that you know what to do hit it if you want to know how to develop that photo why is that photo fun to both of you because it's artsy and to me i look at it and i see a photo which is fun Yes. If that's Daryl, which sounds like that's the most Daryl sounding thing possible. One chip challenge, easy.
6: I like that photo because I think I appreciate things in life that have depth to them. You know, like, I mean, here, me giving gifts, I like to think about what I'm giving, not just some random thing. So I appreciate that that photo meant something more to Nathan than just a photo. There was like depth to it.
2: You like depth to artsy things versus communicative things.
6: I wouldn't say that. I would say with anything in general. Not Besides, just artsy.
2: Some conversations that we have that are depth, it's just ain't Stephanie.
6: Well you lose my you lose my train of thought sometimes.
4: I'm one dimensional.
6: <laughs> like that one time we tried to figure out what pepper <laughs> the yellow red orange <laughs> okay let's go down this real quick baseline <laughs> let's go down oh,
2: this real yeah. quick yeah the taste test hey yeah. we're gonna we're gonna have a little stephanie segment real quick and she's gonna describe a scenario that we had you can interact with it if you want i don't really care but here's here's the scenario laid out by her made up by me and this was really fun this helps me gauge somebody
6: you want me to tell him about the pepper thing yep okay so we had friends over they, Nathan, can you put this
2: can you put this on staff only
6: Nathan you know, I gotta go to the uh Thank Courtney you. Trey I don't know there was a few of us over and <laughs> we were trying to figure out well we all thought that we could uh taste the difference between red orange and yellow bell peppers and so we were trying them and Tanner was like our what was he Nathan like he was the one that knew which pepper he was the control yeah he was the control and all of us had to be like you know blindfolded and and he was like putting them in our mouth like okay this one's yellow or he didn't tell us we had to choose i think all of us were wrong yeah besides one person and we all thought that we could taste the difference uh i think the red one was definitely like the one that we could tell a difference it was like the sweetest one compared to the other ones but it was so funny because we had no idea but we got in this argument with tanner Because he just wanted a baseline. (laughs) Baseline, baseline. I think I
5: had, I think I got every single one of those wrong.
6: Yeah, I think I did too. It's actually
5: way harder than it looks or even sounds, I guess.
6: I definitely think there is a difference in taste. I just didn't, wasn't able to figure out which one was it. No, you put a green one in my mouth. I'm definitely going to be able (laughs) to figure that out.
5: For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's loud, isn't he?
6: I think he's locked out. (laughs) Oh, he is locked out. Let me
2: grab that. Welcome Welcome back to uh, the podcast.
6: We just told about our pepper challenge.
2: (laughs) The pepper challenge came on. It was a good situation. I don't know what they told you, but here's what we know for a fact. We know for a fact that each pepper has its own flavor and its own taste and its own definitely not its own texture they all taste like pepper all these people if they told you or not they get upset that we have to have a scientific study with what pepper is what pepper because the peppers cost different did we did we talk about that point no how much is
6: the green ones are the cheapest the other ones are all the same price
2: what's the difference in price between the two
6: Uh, i think the green ones are like 99 cents and the other ones are like usually like a dollar fifty to a dollar
2: red orange and yellow are all the same price
6: yeah then there's those aloha peppers those ones that are like tie-dye that i like that are red and orange
2: how much do those cost
6: Mm, they're like 350 each.
2: the most are they the most yeah of course do you
6: know who i am your your wife i definitely am getting the most expensive option (laughs)
2: if if i can bet they probably didn't tell the truth when they told about this pepper experiment do
6: you want to know something really funny the reason i like everything to be expensive is because my mom was deanna wells and we had to have coupons everywhere we went growing up and so now i'm like we ain't getting off brand nothing
2: (laughs) you're smart and you did that Deanna also doesn't value food like we value food. She doesn't. Deanna would, Deanna, I'm trying to, just so people hold me accountable, Daryl and Kelsey, Deanna and Rachel, if you guys are watching, I'm trying to go on a 74 day a burrito in,
3: <laughs> true,
2: Dorito eating spree. And by Dorito, I mean a burrito with a B.
4: excuse
3: me anyways Deanna
2: I understand what you're saying but for some reason I like food and I think more like you than I think like your daughter
6: okay so Kelsey and Daryl since you want a chip eating challenge we'll have Tanner eat one of these whole things of Pringles on this one and then the next time we'll do the one chip challenge.
5: you know the deal (laughs) this is gonna be wonderful we should get some of those really really do you think that's
6: do you think that's tall enough do we need more
5: should we do a double stack? The whole.
3: <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was easy.
5: Like,
6: nothing. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, now you have to do two of them. <laughs> <laughs> Chew it inside the microphone. <laughs> Oh, look at my grandma.
5: Hi, grandma! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> this is getting weird. You choking?
2: I got to tell a story on my buddy John Selig. I know Grandma, it's rude to talk with food in your mouth. I'm sorry. So, can you guys fill this story? But somehow we got to get John Selig watching this. John Selig, I'm gonna tell the choking story of you and. and
6: can elementary. you please chew your food?
2: <laughs> fill it, yeah. Fill 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 the airtime. Nobody needs to look at me. Yeah.
6: <laughs> for kelsey and
2: daryl
1: that's why you're joking
6: <laughs> okay so tanner's gonna tell a story about john selig john selig lives in rosebud montana and is a rancher uh black real, angus real cowboy. he's a real cowboy he is definitely like the only real cowboy that i've really been around at our age especially like i mean there's a lot of people that wear cowboy boots and sometimes a hat but john selig is the real deal
2: i never seen nobody wreck like John it.
6: Yeah, and
2: truth. that's how you that's at, how you know
6: at Cody wait that water bottle
2: <laughs> at Cody wait that water bottle you know what we're talking about
6: okay tell your story
2: John Selig I don't know what it is about us and some of us in our class Trey Dylan Jacob John but we've always done things which is probably like everybody does at any age to impress or be funny or like be goofy to each other
6: dylan rorick
2: dylan rorick like
6: the number one of like, that. <laughs> dylan
2: dylan here's the thing nate should be producing you should be sitting here i should be producer as well co produce nate should be hosting i'm not sure of the terminology nate should be doing where he's doing i should be sitting in the chair over there if we could ever <laughs> zoom in on that if, next time i wear google glasses or something like that we're going to zoom in and you should be here anyways we've always done things to be weird or funny or different to make other people laugh it's just like a human nature thing of guys specifically like probably like what are we 13 12 something 14 i'm not sure anyways we're in the cafeteria we're eating sandwiches john selig cowboy john selig at the time he's cowboy too eats this sandwich and I can two bite a sandwich as you know by this this Pringles it just goes in easy Don Selig tries to like four bite this thing just... and I'm a bad storyteller so if Dylan ever gets to tell this story or somebody there Trey if you want to retell this we're going to just play them side by side and we'll have a little vote of like I don't think there we don't standard. even I
6: don't think we need to vote <laughs> anyway he tries to four bite this sandwich in the cafeteria when you guys are 13 years old in Forsyth yep what starts
2: choking in front of us I don't know how old like what did he
6: look like like come on
2: literally literally is grabbing his throat like this so we're all sitting down in this cafeteria it's probably a normal cafeteria there's just those long bench (laughs) seats put together probably four or five rows of them I don't know if you eat by grades or whatever but you have to be closest to like this like ceremony area essentially it's like an it's like an auditorium for an elementary school and like the principals the bus drivers like the higher ups would sit up there and like watch over us to make sure we're doing okay or like we're like fucking around or doing anything like that jonathan selig and our tables like right first row to the left like of course they watch us this dude is sitting in his chair first of all he just hogs his sandwich it would be like me hogging four of these. Like I would choke and probably almost die on this show. If I did it right now, John did that. He starts choking. We think he's joking. I think he's joking. I, I can't speak for anybody else. I think he's joking. He he eventually starts doing this and I'm like, oh wow. Like, like he's playing into this joke really well. Like you're 13 seconds in or whatever, however amount of time of like, mm, okay, great. And he's and he oh Trey McDaniel gets up. That's a fucking hind leg on him.
6: <laughs> <laughs> was this was Dixie selling Not like, a
2: single person up top was doing nothing. Is Dixie this kid, selling up there? This kid stands up. Jonathan luckily coughs it out. I don't even think Trey ended up doing any physical touch to him. If you can clarify and retell the story, great. But
6: was, was Dixie up there? Did sure. she see him I'm joking? not sure. <laughs> I'm not sure. She's like always
2: fine. <laughs> as far as I, fine. As far as I know, shout out Steve Pulver. As far as I know, shout out Steve was up there. And like, not saying anything against anybody that was up there. It's just like another normal day. Like, Well,
6: what? they probably always saw you guys being idiots, so they didn't think anything of it. We're idiots,
2: 21st. The boy who cried wolf. Daryl. From- Get him in here.
6: To accept, press just,
2: one. Daryl's going to say,
6: I was there. That's <laughs> not what happened. If
2: Daryl, if Daryl, Daryl, if you know this story, please, please tell.
6: What's going on, D. rail
2: the guy that has a better memory than Riley Bennett, get in here. Hello. I don't remember.
3: I don't... Hey, Nathan, what's going
2: on? There he is, Daryl. You you have a better memory than me, and if I was multiplied by four, you would still be beating me in the memory category.
3: That's okay. What grade? I have a question. What grade are you in when? What grade are you in when you're like eleven and twelve?
2: Between sixth and eighth, I'm not
3: sure. Okay, because I probably I don't even know if I was in Forsyth at this time.
2: No, no, you were. Maybe not. Maybe not.
6: Eleven and twelve. You're probably like a sixth or a seventh grader. Where
2: Where were you at eleven yeah, and twelve?
3: Well, we we didn't come to Forsyth till I was uh fourth or fifth grade. So if you where, were a fifth grader, where were you before then? pole Strip. Damn. Shout out,
2: Strip Colts.
3: I have no idea what story you're talking about, but you know, if I was there, I would remember it.
2: Daryl, I know why you and Seth get along. You can both tell a good story, and you can both remember a good story. So, give us a little. Give us, give us one of your best stories.
6: About what? Anything. Tanner Gamble.
3: No. Nah. About Tanner? Oh, there's too many stories about Don't. Tanner, and they're probably too, they're probably too inappropriate to say on air.
2: Thank you. Thank you. Give us give us one about Stephanie, or or Nate,
3: Nate, Nate or Steph. Either, either. Um, honestly, it's easy to tell a story about Steph because she's very good at like embarrassing herself a little bit when you're around her. And so, <laughs> Except I'm the, never really like, embarrassed. <laughs> she just owns it. Like,
6: the,
3: the last time we hung out with you guys at Nathan's house, and Steph may have had too much to drink and she was going crazy trying to tackle me and wrestle me around Sounds that was right. a good time.
2: okay says so everybody oh, ever go back to and our marriage story and kelsey's and laughing in the background i can hear
3: and steph tried to uh bust open a beer can over her forehead no
6: i didn't try <laughs> i did
3: did it did it bust no, I don't think so. I think he just left
2: a big old red mark on her forehead. Stephanie has a classic video of her that made a little bit of a little bit of virality on Instagram, like small amount of this exact video. Cue the video of Stephanie no. smashing this beer can off her forehead.
6: We don't how I don't have it
2: We're gonna find it. I have it. Somebody submitted it. Ben worst. I know you're not watching this, but we're gonna take you in this exact moment. You gotta watch this. Please mm-hmm. share the video, Ste. Uh, it would be too far back. It'd be too far back to really get to the depths of Steph doing it, but
3: we don't need it. Daryl on a more, on a more serious note, what you guys were talking about earlier with Nathan though, and the photography, I do appreciate how Nathan has come that far. I can just see how passionate he is about what he does. And I honestly say that's why he's so good at what he does. Thanks Daryl. because, hear the way he talks about it he, he just he, he he literally he work he lives to work you know most people work to live Nathan's the kind of guy that lives to work and I can see that
2: and lives to work in an art sense kind of means something like the art yeah thing, like yeah. live to work art is
3: literally a dream
6: you you gotta enjoy what you do Nathan's, yeah but Nathan's made,
3: Nathan's made it I mean he can take it as far as he wants to I mean he's already there you know Yes, he's like he's like one percenter. There's room
5: for improvement. There's always
1: room for improvement.
6: You Darryl. know where else there's room in our neighborhood? Wouldn't it be sweet if Kelsey and Daryl move <laughs> to our neighborhood,
3: Nathan? Yeah, yeah that'd be <laughs>
0: awesome. Yeah. Get your ass Kelsey, up here, Daryl.
3: Daryl, Daryl,
2: the the dude that sat across from me tonight, Riley Bennett. Good memory, studious student. You have one of those traits. If you wanted to be more studious, you could easily do anything he's doing. It's fun smart people rule the world they can do whatever they want riley lives a good life so you know it's part of my conversation is curated towards your ears for the segment but I'm there's too a
3: content that's my problem that's i'm my happy fault. i'm, I'm, I'm happy
2: if, if you're content and happy awesome so i'm not going to try to push anything else content is good I'm happy for people that are content
6: some people can be content though and be happy i mean i mean if that's it's hard if... to put
3: yourself out of you like your comfort zone like you guys did the podcast and like you know nathan was saying earlier how he kind of strove to kind of find that niche it's hard to like take that risk and go out on that limb when you're just like hey i'm completely fine where i'm at right now why would i risk everything to
5: yeah it's easy to get complacent yeah. and uh get comfortable yeah.
3: some people comfort definitely
6: job. are good comfortable though like personally for me I. The, the way, the reason that I think Tanner and I and Nathan, I think I could speak on behalf of him is we don't want to get to like 75 years old and look back and regret not doing the things we wanted to do in life. And that's why we act. But I mean, some people are d- wired completely different and they don't need to do those things. So it's just whatever makes you happy, honestly. But
4: mm-hmm. I don't want
6: you to be 75 and look back and wish that you would have done something different because now's the time. Life is really, really short. I realize that because The last 10 years have flown by and I, I don't know. It's wild. Life's crazy. Short.
3: I know. There's not a day that doesn't go by where I'll think about all this stuff. Trust me.
6: Oh, then sounds like you should move to Billings, my dog.
2: Oddly enough, Daryl, I know that, which is oddly enough why I do this podcast. Because if you, Nate, Nate, if this camera's on me, we really smile it. Thank you.
3: It's on both of you.
2: Is it on me now? Yeah. Eventually it's gonna be on it's gonna be on want, me now. Here's the deal. I want, to
3: give a shout out. I want to give a shout out to you, Tanner. I'm very impressed with just how far you've come in the podcast already, just in the first few episodes. I've noticed a huge change. You guys are more confident. I'm liking it.
2: It's crazy. So here's the deal, Daryl. You figure it out. You go in from your junior to senior year in high school football, a flip switches. Correct? It changes, yeah. it changes your trajectory. I am out of my comfort zone. If anybody that knows the name Tanner Gamble, which it doesn't mean anything, it's just a name, I'm just a guy. I was who I was in high school, I was who I was in college. Not very many people know me post-college, right? But if you knew me in any of those senses, you knew that I wasn't exactly the podcast type human being. So guess what? Where we're happy to be is out of our comfort zone. Like for me, it's fun, to do things that I'm opposed to. And this was blatantly obvious. And I'm thankful that Nathan Saturn, I'll say this forever. I will say, hopefully say this in episode 69, episode 420, and episode 10,090.
6: Interesting numbers there.
2: Trendy. Trendy. And episode 555. You know who's going to be on there. Anyways, it kind of, it, it's a weird, Daryl, I put it up front. It's like B-Rabbit, right? It's literally like B-Rabbit in the sense of who's B-Rabbit? Well, B-Rabbit is in, in, in eight mile situation. You put out your I know insecurities up front. Right? Yes, you do. And I don't, you, did you know that I'm the guy that wants to record everything and not want to be the one recorded? I want to be, I should be probably, probably be a producer. Instead of anybody that ever, the Quentin Tarantino of the world. I should never be on camera. I'm looking to produce the content. But in a weird way, if this situation leads to one conversation that leads to you saying, oh, shit, you're right. I should probably go out of my comfort zone and do something weird. Yep. Worth it. Fun. Stephanie being on this the show, Stephanie, when Stephanie takes over this show, nobody's going to question it. No,
3: I agree. It's more for someone like Stephanie with that personality. It's
2: fun. Stephanie could host and it could be fun. Nathan could produce all day and you know what it's going to do to Nathan? It's going to show in the future of what's going on here. It's going to show a lot of different things for a lot of different people. Create demand for a service that Nathan Saturn can fulfill if he wants to.
6: Every episode, we're going to start out by me smashing a beer on my forehead.
2: <laughs> That'd be I nice. would love... If That'd she smashes, hopefully the hopefully the rate on this room is a little bit. I'm gonna have to get a yeah, insurance we're to policy. A new we're gonna need studio. tarp. <laughs> we're gonna have to build our little studio. We might even build our own studio. But here's the deal: she smashes the beer. I smash a Pringles can. Nathan smashes <laughs> something. <laughs>
5: Montucky, (laughs) yeah
4: (laughs) the whole pan of rice Daryl, daryl we're
2: gonna we're gonna check back in with you multiple times throughout this series I hope you keep interacting I hope you keep calling in we know where you're at in life but we only know from our perspective so we hope someday somebody gets on here that triggers Daryl or Kelsey or Kyler to say let's do something fucking different
3: all right well i appreciate you guys talking to me and we got to get together one of these nights and catch up definitely i we'll love you
2: anytime get your ass up here
3: love uh, you. Steph, we'll talk to you guys later have a good night tell kelsey hi
2: tell hi. tell love cash hi him all right. give him give him some love we actually missed a phone call do you want to
5: call him back get you him on him? yeah Who get him it? on the line it was actually really close to daryl's phone number
2: get, Get them on the line. See what happens. All right. We're trying.
6: Maybe it's Matt Weber. So we
2: can just fill the void within this. Caller number five. Caller number five. Thank you for calling. What's it like? You're on the air. (laughs) Hi, Tanner. Hey, Mike. How are you? Good. <laughs> I know that voice. in anyway or...
6: you think Dude, How it? did you know that? That's...
2: I'm good. I got to be humble, Mike. How are you? The only reason I knew that was because Shelly Shelly put like a little period or something in there that that I knew. So you were top of mind. So I can't just beef. It's that.
6: what's for dinner. That's what they said.
2: Ah, yes, yes, yes. Mike, Shelly, get in here.
4: What's happening,
2: Mike? Can, Mike, can you? Can you tell us one of your f- most favorite memories of Forsyth, Montana?
4: Um, sober?
2: No, no, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter.
4: Favorite memories? No, just one. Just oh one. Boy. All
2: time. All time. It could be top three, but I'm going for all time.
4: All time.
2: While you're thinking about Um, while you're thinking about this, and you don't have to listen to a word I say, but in the background, one of the first times I met Mike Chandler was in Trey McDaniel's basement. He's sheetrocking, jamming out, slamming things up. Literally has a Tasmanian (laughs) devil tattooed on his arm, small one, looks good still. And I'm (laughs) like, this guy is. I'm like, I'm like, I'm probably ten. Guys,
6: a savage. I'm
2: like, whoa, like these are what these are like human beings. Like I'm kind of sheltered in my own right. And anyways. Mike, he gives me the time of day, he talks to me. From there, it just kind of evolves for the rest of my life until now, and so.
6: Mike, did people call you Taz?
4: No, no, people don't. That was kind of a, a younger time in my life in the military and I would've got a different one if I would've known what, no. what was gonna transpire later in life.
6: I am but so happy
2: that you got Tasmanian Devil.
6: That's what my basketball coach in in high school used to call me was the, Taz.
2: There's there's an odd correlation to to Taz and me in my life. Just in so you know.
6: redheads. Yep.
2: Yep. Mike, give me give me one of your best stories. We, we can go down that Taz story a little bit later, but Steph is kind of a Tasmanian, um, and so are you. So.
4: Well, there's there's a lot of stories. I mean, probably. Uh... Oh, one good one.
2: One. One all-time favorite story that you really like. Shelly, whether you got to
4: tune in or tune out, we're... She's listening. <laughs> okay. Phil- I, Shelley- that's how we found out. She was watching you guys, and I'm like, what's the phone number? I'm going to call. Yes. <laughs> She's like, no, you're not. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> give it to me. I'm going to follow him. Exactly. I'm happy. I would say uh, probably uh, Bridge jumping, Midnight. More details.
6: What does that look like for someone that doesn't know about foresight really or what scary. that looks like?
4: I, I mean, you... Well, that town's changed so much. I mean, we We did a lot of crazy stuff back in the day, you know. Um, now it's illegal to jump off the bridge, but it before was... we, would, we would go out there... Midnight and jump off the bridge and
6: like what time of year? In the summer?
4: Out. Yeah, summertime.
6: Like the one that you drive over.
2: Yep. Oh my! god I think the nice definition too. of a bridge is something that you drive over. I'm not. No, I'm there's not sure that one ahead. bridge that's like abandoned. <laughs> you're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. That's the Mike, bridge I didn't. Know Mike, for the people that aren't from Forsyth that want to know a little bit more about this bridge, it's a certain distance off of the water, and the water is how deep.
4: I'd say the distance off of the waters anywhere from forty to fifty feet and the waters maybe fifteen to twenty feet deep.
2: <laughs> In a town how big?
4: Oh, that, at that time probably twenty two hundred.
2: And it was just it was just just a fun thing to do, a defiant why how old are you? Why'd you do it?
6: He enjoyed it because he's like the Tasmanian devil.
2: Yes, you need a rush, <laughs> a rush of adrenaline, a little ADHD, you gotta fill the void. How old are you? Why'd you do it?
4: I'm 46 and well we, No at the time. We did at the time, it. at the time, we, excuse me. Oh, no. at the time? Yes, yep. Um, we did it, we did it all through high school. So why? I mean why anywhere so from...
2: 14 to 18?
4: Probably, well, I was pretty young, so probably to seventeen. Oh wow! And then they banned it. It's a five hundred dollars fine now.
2: <laughs> you ever, you ever think about going back there and jumping?
4: No, I'm too old.
6: Hey, Mike. Daryl Fulton asks if you remember all of the open gyms back in the day.
4: Daryl, absolutely good question i remember that, that one, one time my,
6: when i was playing with you mike at open gym and you you right. always ran up to me and pulled your shirt up when i was shooting a three-pointer <laughs> Yep. show me your stomach <laughs> and your boobs and i'm like dude and, and i miss would every miss. time <laughs> and she would miss. airball it because i'd be so damn scared
2: <laughs> mike, mike have you always been competitive oh yeah very competitive because because that's competitive at its max it's it's open gym there's an age gap of ten years. Who cares? At this point, nobody cares. But at the same time, it's a it's an out for some energy of a of a probably forty year old dude at the time. And you still yeah. want to win,
4: even though nobody yeah. oh, cares. absolutely. Right? I hate I hate losing, and and like Daryl, you know them. To be, to be honest with you, some some of them days were probably some of my. Um, best memories too because you just don't have that anymore you know the open gym playing with the young kids versus the old kids and you know
2: did you ever know that the impact that you would have on the younger kids was was going to be a certain segment of their life in the sense that whether you thought you were influential or not there was still influence in those settings because obviously it influenced Steph. It influenced Daryl. It did influence me. And there was quite a few other younger kids that would also do it. But you were just Mike Chandler. Were you aware?
4: Yeah, I don't think that really meant anything. But um, it was fun. I enjoyed it. And, you know, I'd still play now. But half the guys that are down here, they think they're all too old. So don't really have any buddies old- that play.
2: It's, I think in a weird way, all too old to play, but not all too old to, you know, teach any lessons or influence. Because in a weird way, you're playing to, to scratch the itch of some competition. But now at 46, it could still be to scratch the itch of character development. Because you influence a 16-year-old kid or a 13-year-old kid or a 18-year-old kid no matter what. Right, even if they're good, if you're if you're providing some value, like the funny thing about Steph is if she was my age and if she was a male, she would destroy me in basketball. Like it's
4: embarrassing to I destroy
6: you and I'm not your age and I'm not a male. Mike, shut up. Mike, you know it's true. Mike (laughs) shut up.
2: Craig Waite, Matt, <laughs> Matt Klein's answer. Mm-hmm.
6: Did you hear I teed
2: it you up? I, te- I accidentally teed it up. So here, here here's what's going on. I've never been into basketball. I like competition, but I didn't like competition enough to try hard at basketball. Where you both kind of had your Tasmanian devil-ish that was curated towards basketball. Nate, ask Nate to shoot a three ball right Bro. now. Ask him. You don't want to see that. Ask him. Ask him. People will judge.
6: Have a basketball hoop.
2: We're gonna get a basket on the fourth episode of Gary V. Thanks for watching. If you're watching both of us, <laughs> Steph's annoyed right now. I hope we zoom in on her face because she says this is why we can't always together, because we're gonna zoom go in on Stephanie's face and we're gonna sit here shooting a basketball and it's gonna be working good, but I'm gonna shoot a basketball and it's gonna be bad.
6: Steph is a beast. Sorry, Janner. Yeah, (laughs) that was probably Kelsey that wrote that. (laughs) No,
2: no, that was Daryl.
4: I was just kidding, Daryl.
6: We're gonna get
2: a we're gonna get a little basketball hoop in this room, Mike. I want you to come on, and I want you to show Steph how to properly shoot a basketball, and also maybe Nate's gonna learn a thing or two, and we'll have our first live competition on air in the studio of. Uh, office basketball. Do it from your knees. Is it regulation? Nope. From your knees. The fight is fair. All you can do is uh, block. There's no dribbling. You should just take this podcast out to a court. Nope. Nope. We could do it. Nate, if... By episode number what 600, if, if, if you go to the court... Try Daryl tries a,
4: a double leg takedown on me and what? I'm just on my knees? Hey Mike, you want to know something I think
2: about all the time? Is a... Uh, uh trifecta slash (laughs) slash heptathlon in the modern version which is we have these competitions that involve wrestling and they might all be the same sport so wrestling beer wrestling beer and basketball and they're going to be judged on three things
6: i'll still win (laughs) how many
2: (laughs) mike how many players if we did wrestling boozy basketball league how many teammates do you need to have
4: um you need at least i would say four
2: four teammates on the court
4: yeah you don't want to get the court crowded okay. so Wrestling? like
6: basically you can literally just play basketball you can tackle each other but you
2: have
4: to be a certain amount of so, boozyness so this is how it's got to be and i'm sure daryl will appreciate this <laughs> you uh you can only play with one hand. You got a beer in the other. You have to wear a singlet. And- God,
6: I'm out. I'm out. I'm out. Nope. I'm definitely not. out. First of all, I'm not wearing a singlet. Second of all, I'm not looking at Mike Chandler in a singlet. T-shirt. Right. T-shirt
2: singlet. T-shirt singlet. Mike, don't let her do you like that.
6: that now, Daryl. Tiny. I'd look at Daryl in a singlet. Daryl.
2: Kelsey. 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 <laughs> we know Pringles got something on the head okay
6: you D- tanner Daryl and Nathan would look pretty good at singles compared to me <laughs> hey. I,
2: I
5: have
4: a singlet at
6: all. Yep. oh yes Mike hey I I
4: uh I've been working out.
6: you've been working out yeah what you should do is you should go put on a singlet and send us a pick and we can put it on the air
2: no no Mike no Mike Mike this is why Steph can't lead this conversation Mike By, listen to me, listen to me. This is on air. This is why I have to be on record. Anybody that's watching, you have to hold me accountable. Mike, you're one of them. Steph, Nate, Daryl, Deanna, anybody else? By episode 100, we're going to have boozy basketball wrestling, four-person teams, booze in one hand, other hand free. You can have a basketball. You can be wrestling somebody. If your drink is empty, you have to get another. You cannot be trying to preserve your drink. A drinks per minute is in play. And also, it's going to be the first to 21.
4: Well, that's a long game. Nope, it's not.
6: Not when you're like me. It's not. (laughs) Guess what?
2: Winner takes all of this one. We have two teams. That's four people each team. No subs.
6: Where are we going to do this at?
2: we're going to figure it out we need the basketball by episode by episode 100. whenever we get to episode 100 at this rate it's going to be next year about this time if we stay on track no it's not it's going to be 2024 this time hello it's 2024 we're halfway through this meat shop career we're playing boozy wrestling basketball first 21 wins and anybody in the voting audience gets to bet on this situation we're going to run that clip at that time so Mike, you're only going to be 48 by this time. 48? No, I'm serious. You have to be in. There's a chance. Here's the thing. We're going to draft one position right now. It's you and Steph as team captains. You have a first draft pick right now, and so does Steph. You have five minutes to complete it.
4: Okay, I picked Daryl.
2: Hey, Siri, set a time limit for five minutes. We got a five minute timer running. Running, you have Daryl. One person. Yeah, but guess what? If you both pick the same person, it's draft pick. Money is involved afterwards. So, in order to get Daryl, you would have to bet one dollar. In this time limit of five minutes, we're going to continue the conversation past this. After that, on episode, on episode <laughs> seventy five. We need to discover the third teammate and then we're going to lock in the date for episode before 100 for when this is going down. It's going to be the first episode of the trifecta competition. That is game number one.
4: So who gets first pick?
2: It doesn't matter. Nope. It doesn't matter. Mike, the money matters for the character. So if Stephanie says, if you say you want Daryl, and Stephanie says, I want Daryl for $1. She gets him. So you can either pick somebody else or you can say, I want Daryl for $2. <laughs> I don't know about that, Daryl. Do you understand no. the rules of engagement, Mike?
4: The winner That's of the... The, no, the winner... I can help Steph. You guys are putting all your money into a meat shop, Joe.
2: <laughs> the winner of this competition
4: gets an NFT
2: of a mini drop from the v friend collection yeah nobody one, knows what nobody that you're talking <laughs> that's all right about besides that's and okay Nathan. that's okay i don't even know what that
5: is
3: you oh. get
2: you get l- listen to me this is episode number three you get a mini drop of the v friend collection in our possession for market price
6: Tanner, nobody else talking about it's i'm fine. sorry but i have a question about this whole like uh, so we have five minutes and like right now, and I have to figure out who I want still.
2: No, you actually have three minutes, four seconds.
6: Okay. Well then we need to have this conversation. Mike, who are you drafting?
4: Um, well, who, 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 who do we, we can just pick anybody.
6: Yeah. Anybody that you think would be like want to actually play. Cause I mean, you don't want to draft someone that wouldn't show up. I <laughs> know
4: it's like, um, if i like drafted kurt, <laughs> <laughs> kurt li- <laughs> if i draft kurt kurt. And gummy bears
6: <laughs> i mean okay i'm drafting daryl fulton then 100 okay i'm drafting tanner all right daryl you're on steph's team daryl or it, can tanner's got
4: tanner's got like six inches on all you guys on his knees yeah so. but the
6: problem is mike yeah, is that tanner you. literally when he shoots a basketball it bounced off the backboard and hits the other side of the gym no
2: <laughs> this is this is the thing nate if you want to get this we can one time in open gym basketball when i wasn't trying i'm so competitive that i'm trying to like beat up high school kids <laughs> playing basketball this that's the messed up part is it not true casey <laughs> or
6: Vinette. 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 <laughs> Casey vannette vannette casey I feel so bad for him. Still. Okay, so
2: I owe you a couple. If you ever need anything from me, I, you got an IOU from me. Here's the deal off the court, we're straight. On the court, I don't care if you're in high school. I don't care if you're in middle school. I don't care if you're 70 years old. I'm going to play to win. And I'm also going to talk. And it might not be always good. Ashton Sykes, same thing. Listen, I like him. I like them all as human beings. Cameron Rothwell? Boy, I've said some things.
6: I Chris Ashley. Chris Ashley. Bubba. You are so mean to them sometimes. Not mean.
2: Competitive. If mean. it was mean, if it was on the court when we're trying to play, Chris, you know that you step back from the three ball line and it's actually the volleyball line and you cock up a three. And guess what? <laughs> One in four go in. And guess what? Those three, you're hearing words from me because I'm trying to win. That's the thing. Mike, Mike, this is what I'm going to in this yeah. conversation. We have until the next deciding draft pick a current amount that each other can bid. The draft closes if we're going to have this thing decided by episode ninety nine. The first draft has to close by episode thirty. Just so you know,
6: our draft's My draft is closed. Daryl has agreed to be on my team. Tanner, have you agreed to be on Mike's?
4: Hey, I am mean, hey, Tanner. I mean, at least if you're on my team, you'll get to see the ball. Mike,
2: I appreciate that because you good know what, one, Mike, good one,
4: you, Mike, Chris, Chris, Ashley, and
2: I have something in common and that is one in five. We get the ball. We eat two pizzas that night before open gym. We have the best open gym of our lives. You
6: guys might see the ball, but you'll never touch it. Cause Daryl and I will have it the whole time. Daryl <laughs>
2: five minutes is up. All right. We got our teammates locked in.
6: Yep.
2: Let's hear them one more time.
6: Daryl Fulton.
2: Can or gamble? All right. Locked in until episode 33 by episode 33. We're going to have draft pick number two proposed for this draft pick. Number three has to be by episode 66 and locked in by episode 100.
4: And before episode, you're going to have to get me, you're going to have to give me some notification because I'm going to be golfing.
2: That's okay. You might be in golf shape. Mike, you're the, you're the draft picker. I have no influence. Neither does Daryl. It's Stefan you. This is ego versus ego. Just so you know, this is the decathlon of what's going on here. I already got my second pick in mind. Okay, good. Bring it. Bring it by episode number thirty-three with Steph.
6: You have to have one female on your on the court at nope. all times. Nope. Yes, you do. Nope. Oh, right.
4: well, now we're doing the gender thing. Nope, we're
2: not.
6: Title <laughs> nine. <laughs> <laughs>
2: nope, we're not. Guess what? Guess what? Steph could almost beat me in basketball right now almost the fact that i can stuff her three out of four shots just makes up for it she can take me to the hole and make a layup when i can take her to the hole and miss three out of four layups have you just for anybody that if we ever have any footage of me when i'm 72 years old and it's kind of fun to watch these nostalgia clips mike you're literally going to be 80 something and we're going to watch these clips have you ever seen somebody brick a layup in the eighth grade that goes all the way to the half court? And if you haven't, you're looking at um, the
4: guy. I'm no. the guy. Uh,
2: it's me.
6: You guys an idiot.
2: No. <laughs>
6: Sounds no. like you should have went out for wrestling. <laughs>
2: nope. Not wrestling either.
4: Cold. I don't know. We just got done watching some Class B State basketball. Lodgegrass one. Yep.
6: Yeah, hey, I watched that too.
2: Lodgegrass. Lodgegrass knows how
4: to do it I
6: didn't watch state no I didn't
2: Mike you have any fun parting words for the night of uh the what's it like podcast featuring T N
4: S um stay classy Billings
0: Billings you
2: heard it from the man the myth the legend and the legend wow
4: what are you drinking a good term. (laughs) Is that wine. wine?
2: Yep. I don't ever drink wine. This is the the first time. Steph's kind of make-believe drinking wine. She was actually drinking Moscato or something.
6: Drinking literally Capri Sun. <laughs>
2: actually, probably. So, Mike, thanks for calling in. Uh, we hope to bring yeah, was, you some value and some entertainment and some education if you need it. Overall, it's been a fun time. Thanks for calling What in. time
4: does this thing kick off every night? Every
2: Thursday at 6 p.m. We talk about, we we talk about a menagerie of things, Mike. We can go down the rabbit (laughs) hole of peanut butter, peanuts, all the way to Wolverines. We don't care.
6: (laughs) Or infrared lights. (laughs) Or
2: infrared lights or what makes art fun. Appreciate your time. Okay. Well, I hope to see you soon. Yeah. That Tasmanian devil is never going to (laughs) shrink. Peace. (laughs) All right. Later, guys. Love you.
6: God bless and peace out.
2: Nate, I'm super happy with the engagement of the call ins. This is a this is a fun situation. I'm not looking to curate conversations like this, but if they come naturally and fun. Well, I,
5: I think this is a testament that's even if we don't have a guest,
2: like we could still do this. I don't think we need a guest at all for the sake of you, you, me and Steph, and any combination could have a weekly show Thursday night.
6: I wish that Nate was like on. Like
2: here. He is. I I'm he on. Your, like, your
6: phone. You're it's like so, so, so. so
2: yeah, it's it shows me on the So same. so let's go into let's go into this next segment, which every show has a segment that they can look forward to, which is we have the initial segment, which is of the guest. You can leave them on if you want. The initial segment is with the guest. The second segment is the post-podcast production. The third segment is the TNS segment, S&T whatever we want to call it of that segment anything can kind of go but it's still going to be plopped in there so if we have call-in engagement we can curate that if we have personalized material we can go with that too and what we can provide is is a real life look at the entertainment the goals the things that we're trying to do in life and if if you want to stick around for this segment they can actually be clipped Or we can produce them into a separate night's worth of conversation. What do you think? If you have an opinion on this, this trifecta of conversation, the realm that we can produce is probably within ambitious, self-sufficient womanhood, entrepreneurial defiant manhood i'm not sure of a better word to describe that as artsy artsy ambitious defiant manhood and you never know what you're going to get between the three of us with the adhd add situation of randomness that's why i say we just go into it with no agenda I like the no agenda thing. Whatever happens, happens. This is what I've been starting with from the very start, which is if somebody wants to tune into this, this is why we can go to Twitch for the segment. We can say it's a six o'clock, seven o'clock Twitch segment, eight o'clock Twitch segment, whenever we go live. And we can give a perspective, excuse me, of Billings, Montana, but, but Billings, Montana with a certain radius. Certain perspective in Billings, Montana, and uh whatever it attracts whatever we can add value to we do Seth, we're trying to semi wrap this up what do you got on your mind tonight based on the week that you had in your life this week billings it's gonna wrap out to probably silverton a little bit but but it's based on Billings, based on montana and if it if it hits home in san diego if it goes to wisconsin Wisconsin. wisconsin.
4: Yep. Can't. Wait,
2: you got that there's one Can't. thing there's one thing you got to work on and it's going to be that accent it's freaking cold over in wisconsin it's not nice in wisconsin that those cheese skirts are going to be frozen
6: yeah Chris, nate would know because he was just there riding yeah, the wave in a wetsuit negative 14. nate it was not enjoyable yeah, one it was, it was
2: cold one benefit that led you to getting paid compensated commished being in Wisconsin for fun, for business. Can you give us kind of how that plays out? I didn't get paid for that. Nope, nope. I mean, it was a free trip. Yep, that's what I mean. And I had
5: the opportunity to, they said, you wanna go surfing in Lake Michigan in the middle of February? And I said, yeah, I do, I do.
6: Yep. Are you good at surfing?
5: That was the first time I ever tried.
6: <laughs> so was it good? <laughs> like, could you get up? And so, yeah, I got question.
5: up. I got up but like at the end of the day i knew that i'd regret not doing going, it yeah not 100
2: so i said hell yeah let's do this talk to me about some of those things real quick because uh when you know you're not gonna when you know you would regret something and you don't do it therefore you know you're gonna regret it so you're living in it with regret it's like how can you justify doing that because fomo
0: yeah, nice. I'm serious. I, no. I
6: feel that sometimes with like, oh, there's some real. things that I'm like, okay, here's an instance. When we went, when we went hunting with Trey, I and Tanner filmed it. Right. I knew I didn't want to go. I knew Trey was going to be absolutely insane. It was going to be a hard, very exhausting weekend. And it was cold. And Tanner and Trey left me by myself laying against a tree, hiding from these elk that were five feet away from me. And it was terrifying. But I knew that if I was at home in Billings, I would be so upset. I didn't want to not do it. And then I had some good memories because of it, but there was a lot of pain involved when we're climbing up the mountain line cliffs. And Trey's like, it's fine. I'm like, dude, it's literally not fine.
5: So the
2: real question is, do you regret it now? No,
6: I don't regret it. I don't think I'd do it again.
2: (laughs) She won't do it again. I had this ambition of, of here's an interesting insight. I had the ambition of kind of doing what Nathan Sashen's doing behind the scenes, which is, It's fun to be the producer, to curate content, to edit and clip things. And in reality, the things that Nathan Saturn has to do is he had to sit through some ball breaking moments tonight of like, I can get off this conversation. Yes. Stephanie, I drug her along for the experience because she's fun and enjoyable to do things with when she's happy. I knew I wanted to put my buddy on in the situation that Nathan is putting this whole thing on. And so I went with, and uh, when you don't hike or you don't do anything in the background, you're supposed to be the film photography guy, me. And you're hiking two and a half miles in a day and then crawling on your belly. And it's also freezing. And you also have this tripod that weighs 72 pounds and this camera body that weighs 13. And you're wearing a
6: windbreaker. And you're wearing a
2: windbreaker. (laughs) Welcome to my life. Yep. Unprepared. The moral of this story is, it's fun in the moment and it sounds good from my perspective from steph's perspective perspective she got sold
6: i think it would have been a lot more fun if we had like hoverboards
2: yep and guess what and probably we're in vr and we got this trophy for this elk and we got global recognition and it was a world record elk.
6: and if we would have gotten elk honestly here's, here's that was deal. kind of frustrating as if of you
2: want to know what's not frustrating is the fact that we got on some elk at 90 yards yeah. and they were some Always.
6: Yeah, and I was a little, sitting next to them forever. And you were, were sitting right close and to me. frozen. It was cool. I'm not kidding. It was cool. I'm glad that we did it. I'm just saying, Trey's a badass. He has a passion that I don't have. And so it was like pretty much like him dragging me, and I kind of felt like he was dragging me, and I felt bad, and it just wasn't. I'm glad right, we did. I just don't want to do it again.
2: I was dragging you, too.
6: No, y- Trey was dragging you as well.
2: Trey was dragging me, yeah. and I was dragging you. I was the middle sled dog. Yeah,
6: I was definitely baggage. Like name. you guys left me by the tree by myself. No,
2: no, we need this on record. Tamalia or Quizno or whatever the fuck our first child's name is gonna be. When you're, it will
6: be neither Tamalia or Quizno.
2: <laughs> I was Subway ho- though. <laughs> I was I was hoping it was gonna be like way far off, like because I don't want that to be accurate. But when you're listening to this, and you're of age to know that you do or do not want to hunt i had to drag your mom to the spot and convince her and then she said
6: can i just sit here in this cold no that is not what happened you, you could, guys I... told me to stay there we did it. but anyway tamalia quizno. <laughs> This another story this another time another
2: story another time we do have the footage we do have the photos turns out the your dad iPhone... has not
6: done anything with
2: it. no i have but the the <laughs> iphone the iphone that took the footage is better than the camera that took the footage so moral of the story there nathan probably could have taught us that if you're trying to get into the wildlife film photography business here's a little piece of advice do a little more research than i did find somebody that's a guide that you want to give your service for free for you're going to go stay in a tent cabin whatever it is you're going to cook food you're going to live with somebody that this is their passion and hopefully photography and film is your passion and you better enjoy that ice bath that was not fun <laughs> so
5: well at least you could say that I you now know what you don't want to do
2: listen the moral of the story from my nate thank you i'm glad this camera shows on you too the moral of the story is you better taste it before you you really order it as a full dish this is a moose bouche yeah. i agree i like, think that's
6: like in every anything in life Yeah,
3: but
2: it's a weird metaphor it's a weird analogy
6: i mean we were able to like go back and taste the butcher shop before we actually like ate it not really everywhere yeah, we, we spent a whole summer there and then Correct. we chose to go back after that.
2: Yep. You're actually, right. and a
6: lot of people like a lot of people jump into careers and never experienced it. Nathan was lucky enough to be able to be a diesel mechanic and then do photography on the side and get a taste of it and realize that he was enjoying it. And then he was able to jump into it. But some people choose to be an electrician right out of high school. They go be an electrician and they freaking hate it. They're miserable for the rest of their life. And they just invested all of this time. And it's like too late in their mind when really it's not.
2: Nate. Nate. Steph, is it ever too late as of this age without being able to look forward? You can never be a teenager again, but.
6: The way I look at it is in my mind, I think I've learned from people that have a lot more wisdom than me and have experience. I mean, there's people that are around us that are like cancer survivors or any type of survivors, you know, of disease, uh, older people. We have really good mentors and what we've learned from them is that it's never too late. Just do it. I mean, life's too short. And anybody, everybody's going to tell you that. That's been through those experiences to go do what you want to do. That's just what we've been told. And that's what I believe.
2: Why have you been told that some people haven't?
6: Uh, I do not know the answer to that question. I question it very often why I have the people that I do in my life, but I feel very blessed. No idea why. God put them in my life. Nate?
2: I think...
5: It's never too late. I mean, I was a diesel mechanic for eleven years.
2: What did you like about diesel mechanic?
5: There it was a puzzle, really. I mean, it's there's a lot of critical thinking involved. Walk um, us
2: walk us through that from a high school perspective, college perspective.
5: Well, of... I didn't expect to do that out of high school. I mean, that's for sure. I kind of fell into it. Money was good, and one thing led to another, and it just kind of happened but uh literally taught myself to be a mechanic and i don't know i there was financial backing behind it and it was better than what i was doing as like a labor or an operator or something like that so, how
2: long did it take you to be proficient efficient worth your salt at being a decent mechanic
5: several years
2: like like give us a give us a understanding of competency
5: um well I started out as like an oiler doing, mean? Like, doing like preventive maintenance stuff so changing oils filters that's t- that kind of stuff
2: and, and you wanted to grow out of it because
5: more money and that's
6: just how Nathan is in life well
5: well not just about more money but also like we kept there was a necessity for somebody to step up into that role and nobody else was willing to do it, so I kind of stepped up.
2: Was it uncomfortable? In
5: so, yeah, in some ways. I mean, it was. You know, it was uncomfortable
6: for Nathan when he was a diesel mechanic. That guy that sang,
3: <laughs> right? Or no,
6: you sang. Yeah, Nathan sang. <laughs> yeah,
3: that actually. Guy. That guy so, so, What
2: I wanted to go down with Riley and Coulter is a really interesting route to me, which is Riley Bennett, successful dude in the sense of uh, mainstream success. Good at school, good at life, good at friendships, good at relationships, good at his job, happy kids. Uh,
6: Loves his wife.
2: Loves his wife, loves his kids, loves his job. He says he should have had his degree be something along the psychology lines instead of construction engineering technology, which is interesting to me. Because as you get older in life, this whole college push kind of takes you in a direction of the teachers and the mentors and the influential people in your life push you in directions on top of your opinion of where you think you should go. And that in reflection has a huge impact on your life. You have no control over who comes into your life that's in that role. It could be mom, dad, coach, teacher, friend, all the above and in certain proportions, but grandma, grandma,
6: papa, mm-hmm,
2: mm-hmm. dog, literally, dog, literally, second cousin. Uh, you, you never really know what shapes you and. In the sense of direction, you know, you have this ideology of where you want to go, and this is kind of where I'm at in life, which is I'm interested in what takes people down their paths. Nathan, Daryl, Kelsey, Steph, Mike, Riley, Rick, Rick Scroggins. This this is a perfect example of somebody who I think about a lot. Surround yourself with quality people and you will be successful
6: i love that i agree with it as a high schooler
2: as a high schooler as a 16 17 18 22 they they don't understand the magnitude of what that means they don't know the concept they might get the concept but they do they have the perspective it's important and uh for those of you that are watching this post-produced the the three, six, one, it doesn't matter what it actually is. This is a guy in Tennessee that, that is giving a snippet of wisdom. And it has some validity and whether you understand that or not, or want to understand that or not is important.
6: He's awesome. He's rad. He's a good guy. He's successful. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It's good family. We've been able to spend some time with them, get to know them through the auto auction
3: A
2: fun. Correct. And a fun diagnosis of that is surround yourself with quality people. And it's, it's surround yourself with quality people. If you want to break it down as to first question, how many Some people, maybe two, some people, maybe one, some people, maybe 50 takes a tribe. Right. And, uh, Those are interesting things to me, and they're super subjective for who they are. And he's not wrong, because psychology is surrounding yourself with people. If you are watching and you look at this human being or this human being, if you zoom in on yourself, these are both people in my life that are quite a bit different than me and very similar in different ways than each other. But like Rick said, they're quality. and the people that interact with me in my life and the people that I interact with, I am judging or or lobstring based on quality in my opinion shouldn't even matter, but it's who I am and it's what I do and it's it's what I base things on and if you i th- I really think if you surround yourself with quality people that you're on the right track for fun worthwhile times for the future of your life
6: mm-hmm. i would agree a lot of good
2: good why else live you know you, you can go into the religious sense you can go into the political sense you can go into any other sense possible troll whatever it is and
6: uh, relationships drive like a lot of my life
2: and what does that mean like what people
6: is- in my life um, are pretty much why I feel like I'm here. It's my passion in life is to be a good person and have good friendships and make a difference. But, I mean, it's what brings me happiness is my friends and family, the relationships that I have with people.
2: What's one way you can maintain relationships? Effort. What do you mean?
6: Uh, when you think of someone, like call them, text them, let them know that you're thinking of them send them a note, send them a flowers, let them know that you love them. They should know that that's effort. I mean, some people don't reach out when they think of people. They're just like, oh yeah, I've been thinking of you lately. Well, it's easier to say that when someone reaches out to you and it doesn't feel as genuine. Whereas you randomly call them and just be like, hey, how's it going? I've been thinking about you.
2: How do you feel about cards versus a text message? Effort to a card versus a text.
6: I think everybody has their own preferences. I mean, you know that I love to handwrite notes and send in the mail to people, but I also think that I can send a text message when I'm literally driving, which is not what I should be doing, but I do it often. And I actually was driving today and I was sending a text and I was like, dude, if I get in a car accident because I'm texting, Tanner is going to be
4: so mad at me. I would kill you.
3: Pirs.
6: Oh, yeah, I actually, yeah, it's not good. Listen, I, yeah. I don't care if you're 13 <laughs> or dude. you're doing that. Like, Stop texting and driving, dude. That's what I need to do. This is, but what I what I would say is that I would say a text is better than nothing.
2: Yeah, but getting a text before you crash into a brick wall is not something
6: great. Yeah. I think people all have their preferences. Sometimes Pick you up know, the phone. I Rick. agree with you, Rick. Sometimes, I mean, it's easy to... Yeah, I and mean, we're all busy and it's an excuse, but okay. A text is better than nothing. I would agree. Phone call and See, I'll call you, Rick. I'll call you. This is,
2: this is where I think of Rick differently, which is fun. Steph and I are different humans. Steph and Nathan are more similar in the human level. Luckily, Steph and I are more similar in the attraction level. We think differently yeah, and really we're, we're like, <laughs> well, dramatically more than me. I don't have real lips that look like they're fake. Thank you, Mark Wells. Shout out to Mark Wells. Uh, uh, Rick, I guess what I'm saying is, I think the validity of a, (laughs) if if Nate has that on on her lips, we gotta zoom in. If, If the validity of a phone call shows effort more, if that's what we're basing it off of, I would definitely say in some instances, phone call is better i can say way more in a pointy message in a text message than i can in a phone call if you call me nate steph rick daryl kelsey mike it's going to take me five minutes to get my point across
6: we know (laughs) but we love you for it
2: yep and guess what in a text it's going to take me five minutes to write but you're going to get it in 17 seconds if Mm -hmm. your brain can process it like, I'm way more effective in a text of my communication style. Rick, your situation in life and our happenings to be in a relationship, friendship, is very interesting. For those people that don't understand, I met Rick in a business sense, and it's carried over to a real-life sense. It's fun. Nathan, friendship. Yep. Stephanie, in a friendship sense, and it's carried over to a relationship and a business. Nathan. Friendship sense, maybe a competitive sense that's carried over further. The dynamic of relationship is super broad. Maybe we get into that in future episodes. I
6: met Rick in a business sense, but it was just pure friendship from the get-go.
2: <laughs> listen, because <laughs> that's just <laughs> listen. If anybody has insight on 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 Nathan, we never got the inside scoop on Stephanie, and I'm going to give a little bit of the inside scoop on Stephanie, and that is Stephanie is relationship-driven, this is a highlight reel. There are more sales and relationships and business that's going to come out of Stephanie without her knowing about any of it or what it means. It's based on authenticity and genuine. And she doesn't care if she's going to commit a ton of effort to you and you don't reciprocate. And when you put her in the situation to put reciprocation into effort to equal each other, meaning we need sales, we need action, we need engagement, we need relationship forced, it's unheard of. And she's gonna sacrifice that all day long, which if you can relate to that and it's worded really horribly, give it to her. (laughs) Done you're probably HR if you've never been told and HR meaning you're more on the relationship side of thing. and we're going into a culture where I think relationships and company culture really matter really matter in building something successful and important over time and it's the hardest thing to do because when you're somebody and you tell the truth and you say the things that are not easy to say but you say them in a manner that they're taken if i'm a framer and i'm called the lightning lightning doesn't strike twice in the same location you shouldn't be a fucking framer you swing a hammer and if you can't hit the same spot twice you are screwed right it takes candor and it takes humility to be able to say that in a leadership sense hr has that stephanie has that And it's uh, it's a very underrated trait in this modern world. So I don't care if you're 14 or 72. There's a way to say it correctly that provides value. And the value proposition is, I'm going to tell you the truth for the betterment of yourself, whether it hurts or helps our relationship. And hello, Rick. It's a good transition. It's fun.
6: Hello, Rick.
3: Hello,
2: Rick. What do you think, Seth? I'd agree. You can't say much about your own highlight reel out of humility, which is if anybody picks up on that little stipulation there, it's truth. And so you put them on the spot and it's the prime reaction. And this is why I'm not the herm of the show. I can't I can't really curate content always.
3: Hi. Hello, Rick. Hi. Hi
6: rick that is just that is so rick that's so him so he. it's is. fun <laughs> hi and fun. it's not the
2: rick in the rick and morty sense uh we we should probably take this in the direction of getting close to wrapping it up okay wait that's i want to tell yeah we're pushing three hours
6: yep
2: okay tell one more thing
6: well um rick is a car dealer out of you know Murfreesboro Tennessee which is like near Nashville 45 minutes outside I think of right Rick somewhere around there but anyway Nathan there's an at the auto auction there was an office that was empty next to me right I decorated it with the Memphis Tigers stuff because Rick loves the Tigers and he he came to the auction like flew up a couple times a month two times a month so every time that he would come up. He had his own office and I decorated it with the tiger stuff. So he would sit next to me in the windows right between. He'd be like, hi. That's awesome. hi. Rick,
2: Rick. this is directly for you. You are welcome on the show anytime. All you have to do is say if you want it to be you and Steph, you and me, or you, me, and Steph.
6: And You need to come up here on Thursday. Maybe
2: the Iceman is going to be drafted on the TNS trifecta. Uh, competition. Anyways, a Thursday would be nice. We'll feed you. And I've been talking about going out to eat with you for a long time, and we haven't for a while. And so that would be fun. Same night. You're in. You're on. You tell me the episode. I don't know your favorite number, but I have a feeling it's 15. <laughs> How far off? <are laughs> <the I? hell?
6: laughs> <laughs> Let's see the answers.
2: All right. Um, closing thoughts and competition. So we're going to be developing. Wendy's. Jessica. Wendy's.
6: I want Jessica. Jessica has to come too. If Rick comes, Jessica has to be on.
2: It's true, but she can be on episode number two because the Rick thing is. Oh my like gosh, Rick.
6: Thing. Okay. We're going to wrap this up. Episode <laughs> <literally>. number 69.
2: <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Done. Done. Uh, We'll make that happen honestly we'll be well polished by then episode 102 will be with you and jessica so prepare for that um in closing i've been big on this idea of creating something along the lines of the modern day decathlon and yeah i do have ties back to track and field and i i have zero ties back to the decathlon besides one event same with this gal over here she's got one Two events, really, that she can relate to. Mm-hmm. Nothing to do with that. The, the the decathlon back in the day was a sense of all-around competition. And I can't get my mind off of the sense of an all-around competition, but modernized. Does that involve VR? Does that involve smashing the Kobayashi amount of wings?
6: Does it involve smashing a beer can off your forehead?
2: Does it? Exactly. That could be one of the 10 events. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to create the ultimate competition once it comes to fruition that has 10 events, modern events that aren't all in one competitive atmosphere. It might be VR. It might be business. It might be in the sense of human capacity and human capacity could be smashing beers off your head. Probably What are we going to
6: do? When are we going to do the decathlon? What's the point of it?
2: The human decathlon officially needs to evolve into something. It's going to have to have a name. It's going to have to have a set list of events and scoring and judges.
6: So what's the point of it?
2: The point of it is to see who is the best current modern day athlete as was the decathlon of its time.
6: Okay. Why, when are, when are you doing this?
2: We're going to have to do it before the hundredth episode
6: we have a lot going on before the 100th episode <laughs>
2: yeah Jesus you, how many only, different competitions you gotta remember all of them. that's yeah. only that's only because <laughs> yeah, no, we have Nate. it on film that's only two years from now we're going to have people holding us accountable here's the deal we're going to get the ultimate amount of prizes associated with the modern day decathlon first of all we're going to rename it we can have Deca in it for 10 it, it is going to be 10 events
6: this guy has so many damn ideas
2: <laughs> no yeah, I you like do. I like competition. 100% you have so I, like, I
6: know but you've already made up another Olympic event tonight. Nope,
2: that's the trifecta event. That's a one-off event that might go into the triathlon. You might have to be part of that team, therefore it's scored. It's a modern day 10 event competition that's spanned over a certain amount of time with 10 events. That's what we know for sure. It's going to evolve into something What we want to do is to make it financially and respectably and and clout cloudedly the event that we need to perform within a certain time frame it doesn't matter if it's 2072 it doesn't matter if it's
6: 2300 so we'll work on that we'll work on planning of that we'll work on the rules the planning okay
2: we're gonna have before episode 100
6: we'll work on the human decathlon right okay sounds Stephanie's good
2: good at wrapping these things up and she's good <laughs> at summarizing and that's why we bring her here there again she might be your host after episode 69.5 <laughs> maybe
6: after episode 3.5
2: we're, we're just trying to bring some lightheartedness <laughs> and some fun to this whole thing I'm sorry that you, yeah, you don't got, have enough of it in you your got life. one minute the last less minute, than a minute the last minute all we have to say is for the people who listen want to listen or are going to listen to this. This thing is evolving as you listen and grow with us. And I need you to know that there, besides the fact that you're listening to sport and for entertainment, and for education, there are going to be some upsides to this. And um, the upsides are yet to be talked about, but I have them in my head and uh <laughs> They're not related to the, the decathlon, but it's based on energy, positivity, 15. and wellness. So thanks for tuning into the What's It Like podcast with Tanner Gamble, Stephanie Gamble, and Nathan Satrin. Boom. We're going to be back here tomorrow night. Did you cut? <laughs> Did you cut? We're going to be back here tomorrow night at uh, no time, but we're going to be back here next Thursday at 6 p.m.
4: Peace. <laughs>